Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. to get your game on go for the beers go for the cheers go for the hit and the hits go for the stakes and the stakes go to get your parlay on go to get your party on go for the scene go for the screens go for the gallery go for the win go to ocean visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit the greatest fans on earth it's a bold statement but would you expect anything less from philadelphia 
58 years of heartache creates a toughness, a grit, a resolve not found in most. Sure, our prayers were answered, but now that we've had a taste, we're looking for more. Pondley Hockey, official partner of the Philadelphia Eagles. Following the biggest off-season of moves and acquisitions by general manager Howie Roseman, the expectations of this city have never been higher. Welcome to the 2022 Panla Hockey Postgame Show on 6ABC.com and across the Jacob Sports YouTube channel, exclusively presented by Panla Hockey Giordano. Live from the Gallery Bar. Booking games inside Ocean Casino Resort. Let's get this post-game show underway. E-A-G-L-E-S. Eagles. Well, good afternoon, everybody. It is time for the Pond the Hockey Eagles post-game show. I am Mike Missinelli with Derek Gunn. Seth Joyner, Devin Caney will join us later. They are now 7-0, another routine victory for the Philadelphia Eagles. Today, it was the A.J. Brown show. A.J. Brown just going off for the Eagles today. A bunch of touchdowns for big plays. Even Zach Pascal gets into the act. The Eagles actually... Scored one touchdown where they had to take a snap in the red zone, which shows you how efficient they were busting up the big plays. That's what they want to do. They're always talking about those impact plays. They did it again today. A rather routine victory for the Eagles. I'm not going to sit here and complain about anything. Guys, how you feeling? You know, the interesting thing about this game was, you know, we, we've, we've been spoiled so much to watch them run the ball effectively. And obviously they identified something early in this game where they knew that the A.J. Brown matchup, whoever they put him on, was a no contest. And I tell you what, Jalen Hurts was dropping dimes today, man. What an efficient passing game for Jalen Hurts on this day. Um, the, the Eagles, we, we knew they would win decisively. I didn't think it would be this decisively. But the bottom line is they're 7-0 and and rolling right now, Seth. Well, listen, it, it, it's – it's one of the more complete games, you know, that you would expect for them. You know, we expected for this team to win this football game. Um, but they played good football all the way through this game, especially on the offensive side of the ball. Um, just consistent all game long. Um, they, didn't, they didn't really run the ball as much as they normally do, but they still averaged, you know, over four yards of carry. So when they needed to run the ball, they ran the ball effectively. I think that, you know, this is the game that everyone has been waiting on the Eagles to put together, a complete game from start to finish. They scored in the first quarter. They came back. They scored two touchdowns in the second quarter. Um, they scored in the third and the fourth quarters. Um, so obviously the time off helped the coaching staff to figure some things out and figure out how to get a complete game. And I, I would assume, because I, I, I just know from experience, you know, no matter how good you play, 
you know, when you look at the film, there's some things that you know you missed. And no matter how bad you play, it's never as bad as you think it is. There's some things that you did good. But this is a good win coming off the bye for the Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah, and, and you know, they, they did, it's the same script. They, they seem to do it every week where they just load up on a team, they get ahead comfortably. Whenever a team makes a mini run, and the Steelers made a, the very mini of miniest runs, they answer with a two-play touchdown, bang. And then in the second half, they say, we're not going to let you beat us with a big play. And Kenny Pickett had a decent day for, for a rookie. He, he made a lot of completions. But, you know, the Eagles are going to follow this script, Seth. And I know it, it sometimes irritates us that they don't get more aggressive, especially with a young quarterback. But they're in control so much of the time that it, it, maybe he's doing the right thing. Well, listen, I, I don't have any issues with what they do on the offensive side of the ball, you know, until they get to a point where they get too pass heavy. But obviously, they they saw a matchup with A.J. Brown today that they thought that they could exploit. And they knew that Pittsburgh wasn't just going to sit back and allow Jalen Hurts to sit in the pocket and operate from the pocket. So they came at him. And every time they came at him, he heard him. So I don't have a problem with that. You know, the issue sometimes can be, with me, is on the defensive side of the ball. Because you got a, a rookie quarterback who's just still learning, you know, the complexities of defenses at the highest level. And you don't come after him. You don't put pressure on him all day. You, you only blitz him one time. Yeah, I'm going to keep saying it because, you know what, when, when after Jordan Davis got hurt and they had to go to their four-man front, they got no pressure all day long. What have I been saying all season? This four-man front is not good enough to just get home against some teams. You look at some – you look at the defensive front like like Buffaloes. They can four-man front you all day because their personnel is just that good. For as much money as that's invested in this Eagles four-man front, I don't understand why it doesn't do a better job on its own of getting pressure on the quarterback. Well, I can tell you why, D-Gun. Listen, they don't have the premier outside Russia. That's the first thing. You might have it in Hassan Reddick, but I've been saying even when they sign him, He's a good pass rusher, yes. maybe above pass yes. rusher, yeah. but yeah. he's not an elite pass rusher. An elite pass rusher is a guy that you have to worry about every single down, okay? Now, he's going to get his sacks. After seven games, he's got five and a half sacks. That's pretty darn impressive. Absolutely. Okay? But the leaders had six sacks after four games. Those are the elite-level guys. And because they don't have that elite-level outside guy, that puts the pressure on everybody else. Then when you have to go to the four-man front, the problem is when you go four-man, that means that somebody's got to be double. And when somebody's double, if those guys on the outside don't win or if they kick out and help on the guy on the outside and somebody doesn't win their one-on-ones, then you got a problem. You know, so especially if you're going to sit back and you're going to play zone behind it, now you give a young quarterback time to decipher what's going on in front of him say, and pick okay. it apart. All right. I, I say this every week. You're not wrong. But I can't sit here and, and, and play, well, what about uh, later? You know, I, I just, the way this team handles their business every they, they week. They find a way to I, win. I, Mike, you I, better, you better, you they, better they prepare for later. later. Be, because the thing well, is. You're, and, and, you're presuming that the same thing is going to happen later if they play a good team. Now, I don't know who that good team is. <laughs> I, guess, I assume it's Dallas. Maybe it's the Giants. I don't know. Green Bay comes but out Mike, of nowhere. Mike, I, I don't know who it is. What did I say from the beginning of the year? I said, I watch how a team plays over the long haul. Because what? 
the future habits, the, the past habits or future preview of what you're going to see down the road. And we're still seeing the same thing. So let's say, let's say that we get to a Christmas Eve against Dallas, and Dallas is rolling, and we got to have that game, okay? You're going to tell me that that mode of operation is going to win you games well, against that offense I mean, if I, they're if, rolling and they're 100%? I don't know if it is or not. What I can tell you here is that you're right about today. You would think with a young quarterback that, that he would put a little more heat on him. But I think that Jonathan Gannon looks at this and goes, we are so in control of every game that I'd be stupid to allow a big play to get them back in the game. So maybe the script changes. Maybe when you need to blitz an Aaron Rodgers or you need to blitz a, a, a Dak Prescott, he will do that because he didn't blitz at all today. He blitzed we, we one time. We've seen him blitz yeah. before a lot more than he did today. You're right. It doesn't make sense. That What's the definition of a lot more? Well, there are times when he's blitzed eight they've times. Never, they've eight. never been over 14% blitzing in a game, ever. Ever. But, but more than one. Ever. More, more than one. Ever. <laughs> okay. Do you know where that well, ranks no, you? I get it. Do you know where that ranks you in the NFL? I get it. I get it. My, my point is if they, they have blitzed more, more than one time, and I don't know what's going to happen against a good quarterback. I really don't. It, it doesn't make sense they wouldn't uh, blitz pick it. I get it. But look, it's 35 to 13. They win the game. And, and whenever the other team makes whatever kind of run, they've got an answer and they just run and hide again. Nobody's debating whether they, you know, the fact that they won or not. This is a game that they won. We expected for them to win, okay? I expected for the offense, you know, to, to be able to score like this because the Pittsburgh defense is really not that good. What I really expected was for Don, Jonathan Gannon to take an opportunity against a young quarterback and a struggling offense with a bad offensive line to turn up some heat and work on some of his pressures. You know, there were plenty of times where you got second and 10, third and 12, third and 15, where you could come. And, 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 and sometimes it's not so much just about the pressure. It is... Football is a field position. It's a real estate game. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Even if you have to punt. They only punted twice today. Yeah. But even if the offense is having a bad day, and I guarantee you somewhere along the line, the offense is going to struggle, and they're going to need the defense okay. to carry the day. I can't, I so, can't argue with that. So, so when but, you but start, D, when you start talking about – wait a minute. Let me yeah, finish. Go ahead. When you start talking about football, football is a real estate proposition, Okay. When you go sticks and you give up 13 of the 14 is necessary for a first down, now all of a sudden, guess what you've done? You've taken 13 yards away from your offense when the ball is punted in the other direction. Uh, so, uh, Derek, 17 sacks coming in. Their pressure rate was 28.9%. That, that's not terrible. So I, I got to think that the defense coordinator is looking at that and says, we're okay there. I, I, yeah, I, maybe I could blitz a little more. Hargrave got home today. Hargrave was a beast today. So, yes, he was. Yeah, so uh, I mean, I don't know. I, I, we keep talking about that he's got to be more aggressive. And I go, show me a team where that lack of aggression is going to really hurt him. You're saying, I don't want it to get to that point. I want preventive maintenance. <laughs> That's what you're saying, right? I look at it and go, they don't need Like, I'm sitting you there know, and complain about it when they don't need it right now. Hey, D, you're, you're, part, of, uh, part, part of really good, part of good defensive coordination is giving the other team's offensive coordinators a bunch of stuff to prepare for, okay? So if I don't have much of my blitz package, we're not worried about it that much. 
because they don't blitz. I, I can't argue. I, I sit here, I sit here, and, and I'm going to sound like a politician because I want to appease everybody. You make a valid point. When you look at what they've done through the first seven games defensively, no matter how much real estate they give up, they find a way to shut it down. They are plus 13 in the takeaway department. You know, that's far ahead and shoulders above everybody else in the National Football League. They make a necessary stop when they have to. They get an occasional sack when they have to. But with this offense playing the way it is, Seth, you're right. Will we like to see more consistency in terms of turning up the heat on quarterbacks? Absolutely. But when you look at who they were playing today in a Kenny Pickett, did you really worry about a Kenny Pickett coming into this game? Even if he got on a roll, were you worried about a, a Kenny Pickett beating you in any way, shape, or form? Absolutely not. You well, know, listen, he's going to grow I, in I, a lot I, of ways. I wasn't. I'm not worried about him being able to beat us. But what I do know is the kid has the ability to make all the throws. Okay. Right. So when you and he's got a good in, collection of receivers. Yeah, so when you get up in a game like this, and let's say you're 14 to 17 points behind, things can turn like that. Okay, they can turn like that, and and you you stand back, you play your four man rush. To our point earlier, the four man rush is just not dominant or good enough. Right. Okay, and the kid yeah. stands in the pocket and gets confidence to throw the ball, and he's moving the ball all up and down the field. Right. And, and to that end, that's probably why they got Robert Quinn, who did play today and wasn't very effective. But they probably see the same thing you see. At least Howie Roseman sees the same thing you see. But but sometimes I think we have a tendency, and by we I mean you have a tendency to have a 7 and old Rolls Royce, and you, 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 you lament, lament the fact you don't have a Ferrari that you're driving. And listen, you, you want to you know one of the greatest things, and we talked about it in pregame, one of the greatest things that plagues athletes is complacency. When you get to a point where you're satisfied, okay, I, I tried not to ever in my career get satisfied with where I was, no matter how good I played. I always knew that there was another level, and I was always searching for another level, okay? Because that complacency will do you in, especially when you're 7-0. and You know, to think that you've arrived, that you've done everything that you, that you can do, okay, we're like getting to that place now with this football team that if they win 10, 11, 12, 13 games, Okay, and they go into the playoffs, and they don't go to the Super Bowl. What are we going to be saying? No, I I, I got it. Uh, D, listen, I, I I I'm not disagreeing with his points right, right. at all. Right, right. But what I'm saying is, like, if you're also a player, you're so used to being in control here, and and you are so much better in this team, you could see it. That natural complacency, I think, sets in. And it set in before this year because they've been so much better than the opponent they played. I almost want them to be in a struggle so I can see a little more personality of what you're talking about. I just want them to dominate because I think that they're too damn talented <laughs> on the defensive side of the ball. You didn't think today was a domination? Well, hey, listen, it, it, it was dominant, but, I mean, you could have made them go to Mitchell Trubisky, okay? To me... That's what great defense is about. Okay, now you you, you couldn't get that. You can't get there the way that we used to get there. The way that we used to get there, we're gonna put you out of the game and find out what your backup can do. Okay, the way that they show dominance is put pressure, force turnovers, and make Tomlin make the hardest decision right now to go back to Mitchell Trubisky because guarantee you they don't want to play him another snap this year. 
But if this kid would have thrown four touchdowns and fumbled the ball twice today because you applied that kind of pressure, at some point he would have had to put Mr. Trubisky back in the game. I think when we look at this Pittsburgh Steelers team, the only way to go back to Trubisky is if Kenny Pickett gets hurt. I agree. They've identified a few weeks ago that they have to start preparing for the future. And by preparing for the future, they got to take some lumps along the way. I get it. They have a good collection of receivers. They don't have anybody to deliver the goods right now. But that's part of the process. Every team goes through this. When you make the transition from a 15-, 20-year vet like they had in, in Ben Roethlisberger to now turning over the reins to what they, they feel is the heir apparent for their team, they're going to take some lumps. You you also have veterans on the team that are looking at the head coach True. of the organization Absolutely. sideways. Absolutely. Like, how long can you allow this kid to stay in here and throw four interceptions a game? I, I <laughs> the script, listen, the, the script has been written. It's, it's like so plain right now. What we see the script is they get a big lead. They dominate whoever they're playing. They go, we can't allow big plays to let them back in the game. If they marginally get back in the game, we've got something in our pocket that will pull us out and give us the big lead again. Now, is, would that lead to complacency? I don't know. To your point, maybe it will lead to complacency against a good team. But so far, we can recognize the script that has led them to 7-0. They haven't been touched. And, and that mindset is the only way this team can get back in the game is if we let them get back in the game. And the only thing that lets them get back in the game is a big play. That's what I think Jonathan Gannon's looking at. Yeah, but I mean, hey, listen, man. I, football is such a complimentary game. That's why when we sit and we watch the game together, we're watching the return game. We're watching the coverage game on special teams. And, you know, I, I ain't got no hair, so I pluck mine with tweezers. You know, <laughs> that that's how that's how you know absurd it is to really watch. You know what they do on special teams. You know, the best thing that they got going on on special teams is Jake Elliott. Other than that, you know, we're just waiting for it to implode at any moment. But the game is complementary. Okay, the defense has to complement the offense. The offense has to complement the defense. And the special teams, you know, has to do its job. When there's when one of those two phases are lacking, it's time for the special teams to step up and carry, you know, the, the two-third to contribute to that two-third of the load. They just can't be a problem. So if you choose to be more aggressive and your offense is operating as efficiently as they were today, okay, what's that? 24 carries for no. 20 carries for 111. 111 yards, okay? 20 of 30 for 290 yards and four touchdowns. That tells me that the offense is operating, you know, proficiently. So even if I do take a chance, guess what? My offense can get it back, you know? But, but to operate from a position of fear that, oh, I'm afraid that we might give up a big play. Come on, man. No, no, that, that, you don't, you don't, I, I, you I don't can't live life that way and you can't play sports that way. I don't think he's afraid. I think he says it's foolish to give up a big play. Like, we're in control. Four possessions, they get three touchdowns. And how do they get them? 39, 27, 29. Bing, bing, bing. And now, if you're a player, you go, you know, we got this team, right? This team this team can't measure up today with us, right? It's a natural inclination, whether it's from a fan or whether it's from a player. Am I right? Okay, so I'm going to end it right here because you know what? Everybody's going to be bitching and complaining. And all we're talking about is the, is, the, is the defense not pressuring everybody. Then let's go over and let's talk some offense. I will say this, okay? 
the one thing about football, there are certain aspects of the game that you don't get to turn on and turn off. If it's not a, if it's not habitual, if you don't do it on a regular basis, when you need to do it, you can't just flip a switch and automatically it happens, okay? So you better learn how to start running some stunts out of your four-man fronts. You better start running some blitzes out of your four-man fronts and being creative, dropping safeties down in the box, rotating coverages, doing some different things. Because if you don't, when you need to do it, and at the end of the year and into the playoffs, you're going to need to do it. It's going to be too late to conjure it up if you haven't already practiced. Well, they ran a stunt early in the game, and it led to Hassan Reddick getting the uh, first sack of the game for him. You know, and I understand what you're saying. You want to see more variety in a defensive scheme. But I think, I think Jonathan Gannon told us last year when he said, I don't have a scheme, I have a philosophy. His philosophy is to keep everything in front of him. And whether we like it or not, it is what it is. We're going to be debating it again Thursday night because they're going to play another inferior opponent in the Houston Texans on Thursday night. It's going to be another lopsided type score, you know, and we're going to see probably the same thing. The bottom line right now, we're going to have to be content to a certain degree with getting to the finish line with way more wins than losses, maybe at the most one loss when you look at what's left on the, on the schedule. They have two games coming up against the Giants, one against the Dallas Cowboys on Christmas Eve. I think those are the only three real matches they have left on their schedule. Let's look at the mechanism of this game a little bit and how, <laughs> how, it, how it transpired, right? Because you know, they, they get to, early on, they get to play-action bomb to A.J. Brown. Minka Fitzpatrick, one of the best safeties in this league, right? And A.J. Brown goes up, and, and Minka... Didn't fight, didn't fight him, and, and that kicks it off. That that big touchdown, that he was, Mika was just too too passive on that play and allowed A.J. Brown to take it away from him, and boom, they're off and running. And then the Steelers come back with a very crafty play with Chase Claypool, who knew he was left-handed. They give him a little end sweep, and he throws a little pass for a touchdown, and then they come right back, bam, another – Akilah Witherspoon got destroyed today by A.J. Brown. They give up another long touchdown and then another one, 21-7. to And it's like, okay, here we go. We're just a dominant team again. You have to give the, the, the Eagles coaching staff a lot of credit for identifying early in this game what was the, the, the best matchup possible for them. You know, every week is somebody different. That's what I love about this offensive structure more than anything else. One week it could be the running game. Next week is Devontae Smith. Next week is Dallas Goddard. Today it was A.J. Brown's turn again. They identified that Pittsburgh had nobody in that secondary that could match up with A.J. Brown from start to finish in this game. They attacked it early. They dared Pittsburgh to stop it. Pittsburgh could not stop it. A.J. Brown's hand strength alone is, is impeccable. It's His amazing. hand strength, that, that first touchdown, he went up and took it between two defenders. His hand strength is incredible. You know, he, he may not be the fastest guy out there, but I, I, I can't find many receivers in the game that are as physically strong as him. You can't match up against him one-on-one. -on -one. He's got a quick burst. He will out-muscle you. You will not take the ball away from him. I mean, he's got, like, vice-like grips on his hands. He reminds me a lot of DeAndre Hopkins in terms of when you get yeah. the ball in the hand, you're not getting you're the ball right. away that from him. That was the matchup. They go, yeah. Witherspoon can't cover him in no. this situation. The no. only hope they had was Mickey Fitzpatrick can come over the and top and make the play. Back. And, and when kept he came over back. the top, he didn't make the play. So, so they get off and run. And it, it was like these long touchdowns are just backbreakers. They just kill you. And, and the, the Eagles just executed a boom, four possessions. They got three touchdowns out of it. They're off and running. The Steelers get a, a, a flimsy field goal. The, the Steelers could not get the ball in the end zone. I, we, we knew it. They're not going to score a lot of touchdowns in this game. The defensive coordinator 
probably knew it as well. And even Zach Pascal gets it to the act on a big play. They just big played him to death, and that's what they they yearn to do every week. See, listen, I'm I'm going to give. You know, we, we, we can talk about A.J. Brown. I, I, I want us to look at one Jalen Hurts because... Tremendous debt. Because this is week, the seventh game for them, mm. week eight. Do you realize when we went into week one of this season, there were many people that were wondering out loudly whether Jalen Hurts could be the franchise guy, okay? And even coming into this game, people looked up and said, oh, my God. You know, he's got six passing touchdowns mm -hmm. and six rushing touchdowns. When you look at the top-tier quarterbacks, you know, they all got double-digit, you know, touchdown passes, you know. So then you look at Jalen Hurts coming into this game today, and listen, the, the, the ball that Minka Fitzpatrick missed, he just, he just misplayed it. Yeah. I mean, when you really stop, when you really stop and look at that ball should have been intercepted. It, it should have been. And the ball, that ball that he threw, it really should have went to – um, Devontae Smith on the under route, you know, but Jalen Hurts just Every threw, throw. He, he, he put it up there for his guy to go get it. Exactly. All the other throws were in the bread basket. Every yep. last one You're of them. You're absolutely right. Every, every touchdown throw he made was gold. Uh, all right, so we're going to talk a lot more about this game. But joining us, as he does every week from the Eagles locker room, uh, the great right tackle, uh, Lane Johnson, joins us from the locker room. Lane, good to see you back and healthy. And uh, it's got to be really refreshing where you guys don't have to grind it out in the red zone and you get those big plays for big yardage, 25-plus plays. Yeah, it's, uh, it's an easy day when you just sit back and uh, watch number 11 take over like you did. Uh, yeah, just one of those games where, you know, we didn't have to really rely on the run game that much. And uh, it really, man, just uh, Jalen and, and A.J. just had a heck of a day for us. Hey, Lane, you guys have spoiled us so much in terms of just running the football down people's throats. We were shocked at one point in this game. You guys only had, what, 10 carries in the game. And I'm thinking, yeah. what's going on here? Obviously, this coaching staff identified, as we've just talked about on this show, that A.J. Brown matched up against anybody in their secondary uh, was a decisive mismatch, and it worked like a charm for you guys. Uh, here's what I want to ask you, as crazy as it sounds. Now, I know players and coaches will never admit this, but let's face it. Everybody looking at this game knew that it was a mismatch, the Eagles against the Steelers team. Do you think sometimes that you guys get complacent? I mean, because you go, you guys went down the field, scored. They scored. You guys go right back down the field, score. You guys go right back down the field, score again. And all of a sudden, you're up 21-7. Do you guys have to worry about complacency at times? Yeah, we just had to focus on being a better second-half team. Um, you know, when adversity hits, uh, it's going to boil down to how you execute in practice, all the little things that all catches up to you in the end. So, um, you know, today, you know, I feel like this season we've been starting off pretty hot, and uh, the second half has been kind of lackluster. Uh, I think we came out and scored right away. Um, and then I think we had a, a few drives that stalled out. But moving forward, um, you know, when you play really good teams, you got to play a complete game. So we know that, you know, we got to – we got to improve uh, moving forward, but that's on our mind. Hey, Lane, you know, game planning each week is one thing. Um, you know, when you come out of a bye week, the things that you're able to go in and correct and key break and change and come back, you know, off the bye um, is a whole different animal. 
Uh, yeah. I'm not asking for any specific plays or anything, but just kind of give us a bird's eye level of some of the things that was changed from the first six weeks leading into week seven after the bye week. Yeah, we just we went over uh, the history of teams like after bye weeks. Um, and what it really boiled down to was ball security, the turnover battle, and uh, that's what we really focused on. A lot, a lot of teams. It is what it is. When you lose a turnover battle, um, you can lose to anybody out there. So it's like we did a great job protecting the football. But uh, yeah, coming out the bye week, it's it's something you have to regain your focus, uh, regain your timing, and really have a great week of practice. I feel like we had that. But really, the emphasis we talked about was uh, ball security. You know, Nick went over a bunch of teams last year. Um, some of the effects of what happened after the bye week. A lot of it was turnovers compared to what they previously done. So that was that was the main focus that was on our mind. Lane, there was some speculation whether you would be ready for this game. The bye week obviously helped you. So take us through the protocol, what you had to do, and when it was determined that you were okay to play. Yeah, I feel like the uh, the Tua situation is. is I feel like the NFL has definitely made some steps, progressions. Um, yeah, just follow the protocols. Uh, it's a little bit more stringent than, I guess, past years. Um, did some uh, hyperbaric chamber therapy um, on, the, on the bye week. And, uh, yeah, really I felt good um, probably three days after, three four days after. But, uh, yeah, I feel like uh, the protocols have definitely improved since the Tua situation. Um, so you had to get – checked out by numerous doctors, uh, third-party sources. So I was good. I feel good. And, uh, yeah. What's that? Just to follow up on that. What's the hyperbaric chamber do for you? Uh, well, they're doing studies. A lot of uh, players, former players, for any type of uh, concussions, TBI, uh, CTE, um, what it essentially does is uh, gets more oxygen to your system and uh, aids recovery. So, that's been a uh, asset that we've had all year. Um, so I think guys that had concussions um, earlier in the year went through the same type of therapy. So, uh, you know, I, I really noticed it like league wide. I feel like every team is starting to or, or has some, but I feel like um, moving forward, I mean, obviously I'm not a doctor, but from what the research that they've gathered and told us is that it's a way to help with uh, head injuries and recovery and, uh, and get athletes back quicker. Elaine, players want to play. That, that's a given. And yes. we, we know there's always been a gray, li- gray area in terms of what is a concussion and what isn't. Sometimes players have gone back into games and once the sideline doctors have deemed, okay, he's okay, he cleared our initial test. But when you consider how the league and the NFLPA has now changed the concussion protocol, if they, if they deem that you – if they suspect you have a concussion, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. You are out, even if you feel like you've cleared are you, in, are you in total agreement with how the concussion protocol has now been redefined across the league? Yeah. I mean, from previous years to what I experienced past week, the process is more stringent. You have to meet with more doctors. There's more there's, there's more, more steps added. Um, but really, yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's, it's not something that, that happens overnight. It's a process. So um, really goes down to symptom scores once you progress from that. You go to something else. Once you hit that step, you go to another one until you're finally cleared from a from an outside source. So, yeah, steps have definitely been added, and I feel like player safety's uh, been putting in a in a better spot. Uh, all right, so Lane, uh, listen, this team's seven and zero. They're putting graphics up during the game 
the last quarterback to go 9-0. and It's very foreseeable as you have some teams that are coming up that you're going to be favored to beat again. And I guess the only thing that we've talked about here is that when you let off the throttle, because you're so much better than the team you're playing, it's a natural inclination to kind of maybe let off and not give up a big play to let the other team back in. Is that a danger for when you actually play a better team? It's like that movie with Richard Pryor and uh, Gene Wilder. Hear no evil, see no evil. I don't. I don't listen to how good we are. I don't watch it. I don't watch uh, Sports Center. Uh, I mean, usually I'm going into the building and Stout is, is on us 24/7. So I'm just. I keep my focus on that, man. I I try not to listen to how good we are, what it is, because uh, any given Sunday you can go out there and get and get beat. And you can get embarrassed very quickly. So I've learned that over the course, you know, of a decade and a year uh, in, in in NFL, but. We're in a good spot. We know we are, but uh, moving forward, we're going to get everybody's best. So we know that. And like I said, man, hear no evil, see no evil. I'm not hey, listening. I'm hey, not seeing anything. Hey, Lane, I, I agree with what you just said, but let's face it. There's very few of you left who know what it takes to get all the way to that big game after what you guys went through in 2017. You look at the makeup of this roster. You have a lot of young guys who don't know what it means not to get caught up in all the all the all the hype. You've brought in veteran players. Some of them have never known what it's like to get to the end of the finish line. How much do you guys, the veteran leadership in that locker room, have to constantly police the locker room to remind guys, look, we have to live by the epitome of what we talk about day to day, week to week. We can't be looking ahead at a bigger picture. Yeah, like I said, man, it all goes all goes out to what you do every day. Um, there was a great quote from uh, we watched earlier this week from Junior Seals. Like we get we get paid for practice, you know, Monday through Saturday. Game days are free, so yeah. you go out there and put in the work. Um, you set a good example. I mean, I, I can say from 2017, you know, just all the guys, all the veterans, man, they put in a lot of work. I mean, by the end of the week, man, everybody's tired. You can see it in their eyes how much work they put in, and and whenever you get to game day, man, you can feel confident knowing you, you know, you left no stone unturned. That's really what it is, man. It's not, uh, you know, during the week it ain't sexy, you know, watching film, you know, five hours and then practicing and then more meetings. But that, that's that's where the winning's done, man. Uh, the game planning, the scheming, the communication. But, uh, you know, yeah, man, we have a great group of veterans. We have a lot of hungry young guys, and you need that energy to excel. And uh, really that's what it's all, all about, man, is, is going to work every day and setting that example. Lane, last question. Um, you guys have to now go down to Houston, and I'm yeah. wondering what the schedule is at this point because you know you got the couple days off schedule. I don't know whether you actually will practice. Uh, I assume you'll you'll go to Houston on, on Wednesday. How much practice and prep will you get in for a Thursday night game coming off of this one? About three days worth. No, uh, <laughs> I think we'll, we'll come in tomorrow. We'll lift, uh, and then I think it'll be a brief review of this game, and then it's off. You know, it's on to Houston. I think it's Houston playing right now. So we may have a little, a few hour jump on us on them, but really it's a quick turnaround when you have games like this. Um, you know, we try to get in a lot. We're going to get in a lot tomorrow. So tomorrow will be like a regular Wednesday, Thursday. Um, you know, as far as reviewing, practicing might be a walkthrough tempo. I have to check, but yeah, we're back to work pretty much the whole week. Head down there Wednesday and uh, get ready. That's what what the NFL is all about, man. Are you aware of the dynamic here that you play Thursday? The Phillies hopefully are playing that weekend. 
uh, a contingent of about 30,000 Philadelphians may cascade down on Houston for this. Yeah, it, may, it might be a home game down there for us. Uh, yeah, man, it's a unique situation. Um, I'm not sure. One of, the, one of the throws the Phillies play next, is it tomorrow? Tomorrow. Tomorrow. And tomorrow. Tuesday, yeah. And Wednesday. Tuesday and Wednesday. So, yeah, um, I'm looking forward to it, man. It's, it's exciting to watch. And, uh, yeah, man, uh, the pitchers, and, uh, man, they're going through it. That's, that's where it's all at. <laughs> Lane, listen, stay healthy. Uh, get your rest this week. And uh, – this is, a, this is a really good ride that everybody's on. And with the Phillies and you guys, making everybody feel pretty good in this city. Keep it going. Thank you, man. I appreciate y'all. Yeah, man. Right. Take care. That's Lane Johnson from the, from the Eagles locker room. <laughs> I mean, the timing of this is beautiful. They, they play the Texans. The Phillies hopefully are, are in that weekend series with all these nutbags going down I'm there. I hope it ain't in the no, weekend. I hope, I hope, I hope they're done on Wednesday. Oh, yeah. well, okay. Yeah. yeah, well, you're right. Yeah, let's let's, let's be done on Wednesday night. <laughs> I, I don't want this team to go back to Houston. <laughs> no, hopefully <laughs> they, they don't have to go back to Houston, but it, it, it's really going to be a fun situation because people want to fly. If they do go back to Houston, people want to fly. Hey, let's catch both. You know, let's go down and catch the Eagles and stick around for the weekend. Did you see the cost of these World Series tickets, uh, both for Philadelphia and down in Houston? The bottom line ticket price from what we saw is like $877. Top of the line is going for like $7,800 a ticket. See, that's, the last, that's Seth Joyner money right there. I got a dilemma. That's Seth money right there. So, 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 yeah. so in 08, you know, I was still – I was in Arizona primarily, so I missed that one. Yeah. Um, the last one that I was actually here for, that I had an opportunity to actually go to, was the, the Toronto series. Yeah. And I, I was at two of the, the home games at the old Vet Stadium. And when they made the World Series, I was looking forward to, you know, going to a game. And then all of a sudden, I looked at the ticket prices. I'm like, oh, hell no. <laughs> well, I got a dilemma. I'm going to ask you guys for advice. All right. Uh, I have tickets for Wednesday. Okay. If the Phillies win Monday and Tuesday, Wednesday will be the clinching game. Which, which rises the price right. of that oh, I, ticket I know what on, we, say. on Wednesday. Do I dare think about selling sell them, for the big sell, cap? Sell them and go to Xfinity I, and watch I it. I can't do it. I cannot do it right. in my heart. Let me ask you this. If Wednesday could be that clinching game, do you want to – you being the consummate fan that you are, <laughs> do you want to say that you missed that moment to be in no. that stadium when it erupts. No, that's why see, I can't do it. See, I, it, it yeah. To me, it, I would be selling Wait a minute. out. You said the, uh, the, Wednesday, they, the Wednesday game? Wednesday yeah. game. No, you got to go on Wednesday. Yeah. If it was Monday or Tuesday, I'm like, deuces, I'm out. If that's the clinching game, <laughs> I'd probably get to 2,000 a ticket. Oh, you, oh, you got to well, go, man. Well, you got to go, man. That memory, <laughs> you got to hey, go. Hey, listen, especially if they're in a yeah. position to win it on Wednesday. Can't put a yeah. price on the yeah. memory, oh, yeah, right? No, memory, you can't, you can't, you can't do, that. do that. Because 10 go. years from now, people are going to say, where were you, Mike, in that defining I, moment? I was in a bar counting my $2,000. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, or, right. or here at Ocean Casino. Uh, all right. That's one thing as we go into the break. Because we're going we're gonna to have a great debate with the Devin's Diamond debate, which is coming up in, in a little bit. This game ended the ultimate humiliation. I'm not going to give away a debate, but the ultimate humiliation uh, uh, with nine-something left. Seth called it the AYOs. <laughs> <laughs> right? Now, Seth, oh, exp explain, explain quickly what the AYOs are. <laughs> hey, listen, this game should have been over in the third quarter. In the third quarter, you know, the AYOs should have been in the game. That's an that's a old-school expression. The AYOs means all you others. 
okay? <laughs> That's the second, third, and fourth team guys that haven't played much all year long. They should be in the game. That's what I was referring to. The all you others were in the game with 924 left. Now we're talking about this proud franchise, the steel curtain, the rings, the terrible towel, the mean Joe Green freaking Coke commercial. And at 934, the Eagles said, here's our second team. How do you think that fan base felt about that? Well, you know what? Too bad for the fan base. If that's the case, tell your organization to put a better product on the football oh, man. field. Plain and simple. You know what? I don't I don't blame Nick Sirianni one bit. I'm getting my guys out. First of all, you yeah, lost Jordan Davis early in the game. And you got a Thursday game. You got a exactly. Thursday night game. You yeah. don't know. We don't know the all severity right. of Jordan Davis's injury yet. But get your guys out of there. They're going to need as much rest as they, poss they possibly can get. Yeah. Short term. But around. a second level of that debate is coming up on Devin's Diamond debate, and you don't, you don't want to miss it. It is the Pond La Hockey Eagles post game show with the crew. We're live at Ocean Casino. You can watch us, and hopefully you're watching us right now on 6abc.com and Jacob Sports YouTube channel. And we're back after this. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits go for the stakes and the stakes go to get your parlay on go to get your party on go for the scene go for the screens go for the gallery go for the win go to ocean visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit do you stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Android TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. The big story on action. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. Philadelphia fans were cut from a different cloth. Born into a brotherhood and bonded to our team for life. We believe anything is possible because we've witnessed the impossible. While we may be from different neighborhoods, come Sunday, we are one and we will be heard. Pondley Hockey, official partner of the Philadelphia Eagles. We all know that taxes are just part of life. It's true during our working years, but also in retirement. But what you might not know is up to 85% of your Social Security benefits might be taxed. Our team at Thrive Financial has helped retire thousands of people across the Delaware Valley by asking questions they never knew they needed to ask, including how their Social Security benefits might be taxed. It's time to be proactive on taxes. Get your Thrive Retirement Tax Playbook today. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Welcome to Pond Lee Hockey. We've helped over 100,000 injured and disabled workers obtain benefits, as well as some of the biggest settlements in the state. If you've been injured at work, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Score and save at Southeastern PA in Delaware with Colony Pools this football season. And let the experts close your pool with a custom Merlin safety cover in green for the birds. And if you join our winter watch team, 
We'll give you another 20% off, and Colony Pools will handle it all. Keep your tiles on your pool, not in your pool. Fly with Colony right now, Birds fans. Visit flywithcolony.com. It's a fall car fest, and Jeff D'Ambrosio Destination Downingtown says, yes, you can. Jeff says, yes, you can choose from over 1,000 vehicles in stock with no wait. Yes, you can still get low prices, leases, and big discounts. Yes, you can still get low interest financing. And Jeff always says, yes, you can have a real deal buying experience without the hassle. When the other dealers say, no, you can't, Jeff says, yes, you can. Jeff D'Ambrosio Destination Downingtown. Nobody treats you better. Jeep Adventure Days. Welcome back to the Pond Lee Hockey Post Game Show. I'm Devin Caney, and it is time for the Diamond Debate presented by Mark's Jewelers. Guys, uh, today I'm wearing a nice little piece of bling. I don't know if you can catch on my wrist. Bracelet from oh. Mark's. Yes, it just keeps getting better and better, I feel. You oh know? My by by uh, the last game of the se of regular season, I'm just going to be, like, decked out. They keep upping the ante here. No, um, the last game, I'm getting a blinged out watch that I'm going to rock up here. That's what's going to happen. The thing is, like, you're serious, <laughs> though. He's just going to outdo me. You what? just need to. I'm just, I just want one week out of 17. That's all. <laughs> well, you already had, what, your Tiger, late, whatever, as well yeah, as up here? Yeah, but my, I mean, I, I know Mark's jewelry, so something more than just women's jewelry yeah guys like jewelry too okay well marks if you're paying attention um seth would like to do the diamond debate it's do, really do, nice do does you, that have a clasp it does. A clasp? it does it does yes very nicely done do you get to keep any Beautiful. of the jewelry not not all, i mean like to use out on a date or um to use like at your leisure for maybe three or four days before you have to give it back uh no i think i'm legally obligated to say no what <laughs> you, gotta, you gotta start negotiating better i look i yeah. sold this to you guys before after the game i it's right. like you guys think yeah, i have time to go on dates so yeah, no i have nowhere a, nowhere a, else to what to wear <laughs> this See, that's a debate in itself would the guy be intimidated by you wearing that kind of bling or would he say no, she's got class. That's a good question. Uh, weigh in in the comments. Or, I don't know. Or he might have to say, uh oh, I got to up upgrade my financial game. Yeah, in, in which case he's out, he's out the side door. Right. <laughs> it, I, it acts as like exactly. a filter, like a qualification. If you can't afford this for me, then like yes. it's not even worth you're, it. Or, you're out. You're going. Or they're like, <laughs> they give up already. If, they if they you're wearing that, he has to buy you an app. You've got to go appetizer. Play. Plus the entree, plus dessert, plus wine, oh $90 at least. One or two drinks. Oh, my uh, goodness. All right. Anyway, so our Diamond Debate topic, uh, and if you guys want to weigh in, it will be up on the Jacob Media Twitter page as well as YouTube 
Uh, so there are a lot of celebrations today, and we know you know the Batman theme that's been revolving around the receivers. Uh, Jason Kelsey, I believe, once the Eagles were up by about 22 points and starters were out, put on a Batman mask on the sideline, uh, Fat Batman. I loved it. I thought it was funny. Um, Mike Misnelli, I believe you had a Yeah, I, I got to be honest with you. Uh, I, I'm not against fun. Okay, I like fun. You're not? Uh, but I, I, when you're up and you put your second team in, you can't be putting on a Batman mask. And, and, and Kelsey, I think Kelsey, because Mike Tomlin, Tom was on the other side, one of the most well-respected coaches in the NFL, and you, you're kind of showing him up. Already they're showing him up by putting the second team in. I don't think a Batman mask is a good look. And, in fact, I think I saw Seth. I saw the offensive line coach. Jeff Stalin. Yes, go over and say something to him, and Kelsey took it off. So those guys are thinking the same thing, I think. Look, first of all, Mike Tomlin is not worried about somebody in the opposition wearing a mask on the other side. Not the point whether he's, he's got, worried about he's, You know what? I don't think it's showing. It, it'd be different if he was running out on the field showing them up, okay? First of all, your team came in here and it got bears to the point where the home team had to put in this second, the AYOs, to finish out this game, okay? That's bad enough for your team. Your team is three games below sea level coming into this game. I see a lot of celebrations in today's NFL that I think that are more egregious than a guy standing on the sideline wearing a mask. He's having fun. The team's theme has been Batman forever, okay? And so Jason Kelsey decides to put on a mask on the sideline, away from the opposition. The opposition's not looking at him doing that. There's nothing wrong with him having a little fun. We see all kinds of celebration. I don't think in this case it was disrespectful towards the other organization. I think he was just playing up the Batman theme that has been prominent throughout this season with his own team. He should know better. Seth, it's it's Halloween. Oh, okay. there you go. Have a little have a little holiday spirit about you. Wait, Mike. Seth, Seth, Joyner, Seth, Joyner telling Mike to have fun? What? Hold on Have a little holiday Seth, spirit about you, yourself. And second of all, second of all, if Mike Tomlin should not be at all insulted by what Jason Kelsey did, worry about your own damn sideline. You got bigger problems than a Batman mask you know on what's the funny other sideline. I got news for you. <laughs> if you're on the other side of that and you're a member of the team that's getting hammered, and you look over and you see somebody with a Batman mask. What's Seth Joyner's reaction to that? I couldn't even see it. I, I'm not saying. You just say you see it. You're a player. Oh, You're I'll getting see. housed. You see somebody on the other team with a Batman mask on the sideline, yucking it up. What are you doing? Listen, there's a side of me that's always been like, you know what? You, If you want to get mad about something, get mad when you can do something about it. That's during the 60 minutes of the game. Don't get pissed off afterwards. But if it's something that I think is disrespectful, guess what? I'll see you down the road later on. I'll see you down the road next year or the year after. I'll take care of it then. But I'm not going to make a big – I'm not going how, to the media and crying about it. Come how, on, man. How, how many times have players been asked after a game this question, Mike? Hey, do you think they ran up the score on you? And a true player will say, you know what? If we didn't want them to run up the score on us, we should have stopped them, right? Exactly. I don't if know how, many, case, how, many, how often does that happen in the NFL, first of all? It happens Running enough. It happens it does? enough. Sure it does. It happens it, every it, week sure, with the does. Chiefs. Sure the does. Chiefs Here's never call the dogs off. If it's not Mike Tomlin, and say it's like a, a, a snarly punk like Jim Harbaugh, 
If it's Jim Harbaugh, I'll tell you what I'm doing. If it's Jim Harbaugh, I'm wearing a, a an outfit from the musical Cats, and I'm, I'm going and then I'm, I'm flipping the bird to him. But if it's Mike Tomlin, I've got a lot of respect for him. So it's, it's, I don't it's think you depends on the coach. What? I mean, it's, it's, so it depends on the coach. It depends on the coach. I'm just saying, it depends on the coach that he respects. In this context, he's he's one of the most respected coaches in the league. I don't think a Batman mask is a good look. I, I just don't. And I like Kelsey, and I know what he's about. And and maybe if it's another coach who's inexperienced, who's this snarky young the guy that's in the league now, maybe I would do it. I don't think. Hey, Mike. I, I think if Mike Tomlin looks over, look, he dude, wouldn't appreciate hey Mike, it. Trick or treat, man. Trick. Look, okay, wait. No, no, Halloween but I think. Week, it's Halloween <laughs> yes. weekend. The team is blowing out the opposition. They're cross state rivals. Why can't they have a little fun with it? It's no, but I, I do. I think it brings up the larger topic of I don't think it. And like I, I do agree. I think Stoutland did tell him to take it off, but then I saw he put it back on as he was running off the field because it's now been reposted by the NFL and Barstool and all of the like. But uh, I like when it goes even back to AJ Brown's taunting penalty and and the celebrations. And now the Eagles are seven and zero. And even I'm at a point where after today's win, like they they crushed the Steelers today. I feel a little out of line, like reposting something on like my Instagram story. So it does kind of beg that question of like, no. how far is too far? Like, do you there, rub listen, it? I have a lot of people who are Steelers fans very, who listen, follow me. Like, there is no such thing as too far. Okay, listen. Of course you, there is. No, it's not because you know what? You're not in the game while the game is going on, and and hearing the conversations, Devin, that goes on during the game. True. I mean, True. I've had guys yeah. talk about every person in my family, right down to my two-year-old daughter. Okay, at the at the at the time, you understand what I'm saying? So, understand the, the emotions of it. I mean, you can't ask for robots to go out and play the game. Right, it's an emotional why game. Why do you think the offensive line coach came over, said something to him, and he immediately took it? You off? don't know what he said. He might have. Can you can you fill in a blank here? I could look. I could go outside and see the sidewalks wet. I know it rained. Absolutely, but you don't know what he said to him. Uh, all right. He might have said, "Hey, take it off. I want to see your eyes." You don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a matter of like, do do you need to stay humble, even though you're seven and zero and undefeated? Because you're, you you're because you have no, class you and you and you're wearing a fifty thousand dollar bracelet. <laughs> football, that's football, why. That's football. why you see it that way. It's called class. It, it, football class? Is, a, is a high emotion game. Okay. Mm -hmm. You spend six days getting ready for this moment. You have built-in rivalries, and although you don't play against the Steelers every year, that is a cross-state rivalry. It is bragging rights for the next, for whenever the next time they play. So you have that adrenaline rush when you pound somebody like that. Now, if you get out in the field and, and rub it in their face, that's different. If you're doing it on the own sideline, you're done for the day. You've got the game well in hand. There's nothing wrong. And plus, it's Halloween also. There's absolutely nothing wrong with having a little fun with it. You want to know what the most important aspect, the most important element that any professional athlete can possess? You want to know what it is? Because there's only so many elite athletes in this world in each sport. You want to know what the number one element that every elite athlete has to possess? He has fun. He has to have confidence. Confidence. Okay? He has to have confidence. Without self-belief, I don't care. You can be as chiseled as Mr. America. You can have the strength of the Hulk. You understand? You can have the speed of Flash. You can have all of that stuff. But if you don't have confidence, you have nothing. Kelsey's this, got plenty of confidence. But this whole team has they confidence. Have, the whole team has a lot of confidence. And the one thing that you don't want to do is you don't want to take that away. I, everybody talked about A.J. Brown and the taunting call that he had. Guess what? I'm okay with it. 
I'm okay with that 15 yarder. You want to know why? Because he was saying, you was there and you was there, and neither one of y'all could stop. I don't have a problem with players doing it on the field at all. I, I really don't. So I just have a problem line. in this particular situation. Mike Tomlin's a well-respected coach. He's not getting in anybody's face. Players get in their face all the time. Mike Tomlin's just sitting there trying to coach his bad football team, and he looks over, he sees a second team, and he sees Jason Kelsey with a freaking mask on. Mike, you need to stop. You know what the, you know what the you know, last uh, – you want to know what the last thing on, uh, on Mike Tomlin's mind is? The damn Batman mask, okay? <laughs> I will say this. Jeff Dowling is an old-school coach, and there are a lot of old-school coaches that don't like the way a lot of players celebrate today. Mm. Now, if that had been a younger coach, a younger coach probably would have just stood there and chuckled with him. But Stoutland comes from that old-school mentality. Mm -hmm. There's a certain imaginary respect for the game. Like, you know, he's one of those coaches, you know, like all this dancing in the end zone, you know, next summer. Yeah. He, oh, it's creative. Mm -hmm. That's not him. You know what? You score, put the ball down, go back and do your business. But there's See, nothing they, wrong with that. They See, didn't Steph, do that when Seth Kelsey, played. You know, they didn't do all that mess, right? When you played. They didn't do all that creative well, mess you see now. You want to know why? Choreographed dances in because the end zone. Because the offensive players were so afraid that we take their damn heads off the next okay. time. But you can't do that anymore, so they do it now, not worrying about it. Because if you take a guy's head off and you take it off and you take it off fairly with a good, clean hit, all they got to do is lay on the ground yeah. and ride in pain yes. and they're going to throw the flag. Stoutland is, is the dad. Kelsey's one of his kids. So he, it's like, that's it, it don't be an ass, son. That's probably what he said to him, but not like that. When you saw but, that, you said, I bet Nick Sirianni is going to apologize to Mike yes, Tomlin and, after. I, I don't right. see that happening. I, Nick Sirianni is a fiery guy. I think no. he no, loves no, no, that no. If Sirianni saw that, with the respect he has for an older coach, I guarantee you he said something to Tomlin. Hey, listen, if you saw him wear a mask, we sorry about that. We, we didn't mean any disrespect. Why would you even be worried about it? If Mike Tomlin is in his feelings, let him be in his feelings. He got two things to be in his feelings after today. A damn Batman mask and you got your ass kicked. What was it? 35 to 13, okay? Take that back to Pittsburgh with you. See you next time, coach. Listen, I know everybody can't have class, Seth. So. <laughs> well, okay. I mean, to me, it's, they wore the capes before, and, like, that, we love that. I don't see how a mask is any Like, excuse me, I went to class school. All right, I'm class. Sorry. I'm sorry for oh, that. Wow. Class. Okay. You know what? Okay. Seven and zero. Oh, that's what class is, Mike. Okay. All, All is right. fair in love and war. And you want to know something? You might football when you're between those lines and those guys are trying to take your head off. You, you trust know, me, it's war. You know, if he saw, if he's getting hammered and he saw somebody yucking it up with a Batman mask, he charging over to the other side of the field. No, I wouldn't. I'm uh, telling you. I don't know. He, I got he it. I got it. Some poignant, he might have some poignant comments after the game like he just said. I'm not said. even going to say anything oh, about it. You might say, you know what, we'll Listen, see him again. We'll see him again down the road. You have somewhere. no idea how many times somebody did something to me in the game or said something to me during the game or even said something to me after a game. I'm like, store it. Store it. Because, you know, you're going to forget – and when you come trotting across the middle and you think right. I ain't paying attention, we'll okay, settle the score. Okay, but they're not going to play the Steelers again. So he got away with it. That's okay. All right. All right. Well, that uh, wraps up this week's Diamond Debate <laughs> presented by Mark's Jewelers. Stick around because the postgame show will be right back after this break. Philly sports fans, I'm Tom Giordano from Pondley Hockey Giordano. First and foremost, thank you for watching the Pondley Hockey Post Game Show. But right now, we're giving away tickets to the World Series. 
follow Pondley Hockey on Instagram and check out our posts for your chance to win tickets to all three Phillies home games. Go Phillies and go Birds. Hi everybody, my name is Jason Lombardi. I'm an inspector at DryTech. At DryTech we offer three major services. The first one being basement waterproofing. The second service we offer is foundation and structural repairs. And then the third service that we offer is mold remediation. If you feel you are having a waterproofing issue, give DryTech a call or check us out online. husband hadn't missed work in 15 years. His injury required months of rehabilitation, and unfortunately, the insurance company didn't see it that way. I was working two jobs, but it wasn't enough. One conversation with Pond Lee Hockey changed everything. We sat down, told him our story, and they guided us through the whole workers' compensation legal process. Pond Lee Hockey, tell us your story. you know, the team you trust. The Delaware Valley's leading news program, Action News. Celebrating the life of your loved one is what we do at Life Celebrations by Givnish. When the matriarch of the Dalloway family died suddenly at 82 years old, Life Celebrations by Givnish stepped in. They will make this the easiest thing that you, it's, it's, I know it's not easy, but it, they will make this as easy as possible. Life Celebrations by Givnish, customizing services as unique as the individual. I, I just know that my dad, who is in charge of everything, was, it, was not in charge of anything at that point when, when my mom passed. And uh, uh, again, just another uh, shout out to this place for for making it easy. Turning tragedy into a celebration of life, no matter how hard, is what we do at Life Celebrations by Givnish. Life Celebrations by Givnish, customizing services as unique as the individual. Go for the beers, go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the scene, go for the screens. Go for the gallery, go for the win, go to ocean. Go passionately, go fearlessly, go confidently. Go birds! <clears throat> go confidently towards your goals with First Trust, Philly's hometown bank for nearly 90 years and the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're focused on getting you over the goal line. So go with conviction, go with trust. Go birds! And go forward with us by your side. First Trust Bank, the official bank of Philadelphia dreams. Oh, and go birds.
And welcome back to the Pondla Hockey Eagles postgame show. The Eagles win today 35-13. Ho-hum. They are now 17-0. We're doing the show, obviously, live from the UFC Casino. I'm Mike Misnelli. This is Derek Gunn, and that is Seth Joyner. Look at this beautiful place. Everybody watching football behind us and placing their bets. Uh, I took the Raiders today because I'm an idiot, and uh, <laughs> my, my bet did not come through. And just, just for full disclosure here, the last time we you watched this show was before the bye, and Seth and I had a little thing going where I predicted that the Jaguars were going to beat the Giants. And I'm man enough to admit that I was wrong on that. The Giants came back to win that game. Well, so. thank you for admitting it. I forgot. Yeah, I know you had forgotten all about that. <laughs> I figured I would bring it back up. John McMullen, who covered the game for Jacob Sports, will join us in a little bit. But let's just re-rack some of the things that we saw in this game. I don't think we've talked enough about Jalen Hurts. Uh, 19 for 28, 285, four touchdowns. Three of them to A.J. Brown, who was out of this world today. A.J. Brown with six receptions for 156, three TDs, 43 with the long. They got big chunk plays early on. In fact, they didn't have to take a snap in the red zone until their fourth touchdown, and they wound up scoring on that play rather, rather easily. And the same script has been followed. The Eagles just pounce on you early. And then they go, don't beat us with a big play, and we'll allow you these little dink dunks, and you'll get some yards. And at the end of the day, the quarterback will look like he had a good game. And in this case, it was Kenny Pickett, and we'll talk about him in a bit. But you know, they're sailing along. So, uh, guys, I mean, I, I don't know. What's your impression as, as we sit right now? We haven't had any kind of, of sway on the Eagles being in trouble, and we question whether they're good enough. Oh, no, I don't question if they're, they're good enough. When you look at the state of the NFC right now and look at how mediocre the NFC is, you know, Minnesota has bounced back from that butt whipping they took from the Eagles, and they're sitting at 6-1 and one right now. Uh, Dallas at 5-2, the Giants are 6-1. and one. Um, But I don't know if those teams are a match for the Eagles. I think they'll be competitive. We already saw how lopsided it was earlier in the season against Minnesota. Now, obviously, Minnesota has made the necessary adjustments and, and gone on a roll as of late. But I, I, I love how this Eagles team, even when they're average, they're still better than the, the teams that they're playing against. They don't have to be consistent every play, but they lead the NFL for a reason in terms of big plays. They are a big play offense. They are a big play defense. They are the best takeaway defense in the league. Now, we're going to sit here and debate week in and week out, as we do, the good with the bad, and even when it's extremely good, we're going to find some of the little things that they could do better. That's what they're doing behind closed doors. They look at the game film. As good as we are, we're going to find the little things that we need to do better. And there's nothing wrong with that because as you go along, you don't want your team to become predictable and have teams pick up on your tendencies even more so. But I have no complaints with what this Eagles team has done. You know, we were sitting there shocked that they had only run the ball ten times in the first half. All of a sudden, they come out of the game in the second half to get the run. Now, they finished with 20, 20 carries, a buck 11. That's great by a lot of team standards. That's subpar by the Eagles standards. But, you know, Miles Sanders walks in the end zone for a touchdown on a two-play drive. So they do what they have to do at any given moment. We have to keep giving Shane Steichen a lot of credit for being able to adjust on the fly. His play calling, for the most part, has been impeccable this season. Listen, I, I think it has. You know, contrary to popular belief, I think a lot of people think, you know, because we sit up here as analysts, me in particular, that I sit up here as an analyst, all I'm doing is nitpicking and bitching and complaining about, you know, how the Eagles played in their 7-0. Contrary, you know, to that thought, the team is doing fantastic. You know, 
I know how hard it is to win football games in the NFL. And a lot of times it really comes down to get the W however you could get it. But that doesn't stop us from, you know, analyzing what we see and making suggestions on things, you know, that we believe will make the team better. Um, so it's not really complaining. Hey, listen, I'm thrilled that the Phillies are in the World Series. I'm thrilled that the Eagles are 7-0. and I hope they go 17-0 and go win the Super Bowl and knock Miami off that perch. I really do. But that's not going to stop me from analyzing, you know, what I see. Now, the team is playing well, okay? It would be really hard-pressed for me to find another team in the NFC right now and say that that team can really compete against the Philadelphia Eagles because they're a complete team. They can run the football when they need to. They can pass the football when they need to. You know, you got the triple threat in Jalen Hurts, I think, which really causes a lot of problems for a lot of people because not only can he operate from the pocket, but he can run the read option and take off with it with his feet. And then they've incorporated the read option and the RPO, you know, all together where he'll read, keep it, and on the run, throw the ball down the field once the defense, you know, kind of gets sucked up. So they've got every single thing when you think about their offense. They've got everything covered. Whatever it is that they need to do and wherever they need to transform, they can do that, okay? The defense is one of the top defenses in the league statistically, okay? But being a defensive guy, what do I want to see? I want to see them dominate because if they can dominate, they're going to make the game that much easier for the special teams and the offense. So when I'm talking about... You know, when, when we're so-called nitpicking, that's really what it's all about. You know, as, as yeah, I don't you, think you're, you, you you're a nitpicker. Well, I mean, you got to get on the chat sometime then. You got to get on my social media I, every you, once you, in a you while. Pay, you pay attention to a chat? <laughs> oh, I watch it. I think you're, I think you're very I, cautious about I think the defensive part of this game. I think you're very cautious, very sensitive about I'm not necessarily cautious about it, Mike, because the premise is exactly the same. Do what you have to do to win. Okay, but I just think a, a more aggressive, dominant-style defensive mindset um, is more conducive to winning yeah. in the long no, run you're, you're, you're than, not, than, than just getting by. You're not wrong. That's why I can't call you a nitpicker because you basically make some sense when you talk that way. Okay. So let, let's look at Here's what I see. This is the type of team that the Eagles are that I've seen now every week. All right, the Steelers, we knew they weren't going to be able to screw enough points, but they did make it kind of interesting. They get a drive going. They get a field goal out of it. It's 28-13. Uh, to 13. The Eagles – don't do anything in the next drive. So the Steelers get back the ball on the next drive, and what happens? Hargrave Relentless gets the strip sack. They take over at the 46. What's the first play? When they need to the play, they get it. It, yeah. was the, it was the big play to, in the middle to, to A.J., 43 yards over the middle, which gets them to the 11. Yeah, and, and that's what I said. We, we need to give Shane Steichen as much credit as possible because – He's sitting there, and they're watching the film. They're getting all the pictures from upstairs. Right. And he says, you know what? This is where we're going right now. And, again, they identify. You know, it's funny. We, 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 look, at, we look at what A.J. Brown did in this game in terms of 156 yards. He only did it on six catches. Now, usually when a guy has 156 yards, he has 10, 11, 12 catches. He did his damage on six catches. Now, he did a lot of his damage in the first half, and they came back to him when he had to in that, in that third quarter to pick up that 47-yard game, set him up at the 11, and Miles Sanders took it in for the touchdown. Well, listen. I think Shane Steichen has done an outstanding job in terms of reading defense. Absolutely. But let, let's not minimize let's not minimize what Jalen Hurts is doing now. Oh, okay? executing it. Because Absolutely. those plays, those plays worked because Jalen Hurts 
either made the check at the line of scrimmage or pre-snap, pre-snap identified, okay, that he had man-to-man and he identified his best option to attack, his best matchup to attack. And a lot of those balls were just perfection. I mean, you couldn't ask for the elite-level quarterbacks in the NFL to put that ball where, where he put it. I mean, we started. We got to start giving this kid some no, I, some no, some I, some, I, I think, some credit. I, I agree. I think we we really haven't talked enough about him today because he delivered everything. So, like right now, we're going to do something we call the two-minute drill. Little rapid-fire questions for these guys, and and I'm going to start with Jalen Hurts. The question is right now: Is Jalen Hurts in the MVP conversation? Absolutely. No question about it. You look at his efficiency, his productivity. You know, before this game, people are talking about, well, you know, he hasn't thrown enough touchdown passes. Yeah, well, he ran for six touchdown passes, so he accounted for, what, 10, 11 touchdowns. He throws four in this game, so I can think people can shut up about him not throwing enough touchdown passes. Absolutely, you have to start talking about Jalen Hurts in the MVP conversation because of his overall body of athleticism and his ability to get it done no matter what the obstacle is. Seth, you agree? Hey, listen, I, I, this, this, is, this is my take for a guy who is the quarterback of a 7-0 team, okay? Um, he's 123 of 184 um, in, in passing for 66% completion, 1,500 yards, and six touchdowns. Okay, six passing touchdowns, six running touchdowns. I didn't even touch what he's done on the ground. Okay, if you add that into it, how do you eliminate this guy from that conversation? Because he is just as much, if not the reason why this football team is seven and zero, is anybody or anything else or any coach on this staff. Okay, that's how I view. Jalen Hurts right now. I absolutely agree. I think he's in the MVP conversation. All right, question number two. Uh, I'm looking at the uh, upcoming schedule. Uh, At Texans, the Commanders, at the Colts. The question for you guys is how likely are they to be 10-0? More likely or less likely that they're 10-0? Oh, definitely more likely. Um, Absolutely more likely. I mean, we've seen what they've done. It's like feasting you know, on a wounded animal, you know. And when I look at where they are right now, you know, they, they put up 35 on this Pittsburgh team, and, and they took the starters out of the game nine minutes left in the game. Um, I don't see anybody on the schedule over the next several weeks that's going to come close to stopping this team in any way, shape, or All right, form. let me take it to Seth now to the next degree because then it's Green Bay, Tennessee, at Dallas. What's the record at that point? There's six games that I just gave you. It looks like they win the next three. Then you get the three on top of that. You know, the only team that I the only team that I look at on the rest of the schedule, you know, until they get to Dallas again, that gives me any pause for concern um, is the Tennessee Titans because they can flat out run the football, and if you can't control that, you're going to have a problem. Now with a rookie quarterback, though. Yeah, I get it, but Tannehill might be back. Or the rookie quarterback might present a whole slew of other things a la Jalen Hurts, what he's doing yep. With, with, yep. With, with, with other teams. That's the first thing. The second thing is their defense at times can be dominant, you know. Um, and if my memory serves me correct, I'm looking it up here, they've got to go 
No, Tennessee comes here. Um, so, I mean, that's, that's an advantage. But, I mean, that's the team that – that's the only team that I look at. And I'm not – I'm not saying and beyond a, a shot at, of a doubt. It's a look ahead game. Also. Oh no, absolutely. Yeah. Are you talking about that. the you talking about the next game coming up? You yeah, talk, talking you talking about trap different. game already? No, no, I'm just. Oh, okay. I'm just saying that Tennessee game. I don't think that Tennessee beats them at home with a rookie quarterback. But I can see where Dallas is on deck, and maybe they take it a little lightly. But I haven't seen this team capable of taking it. Again, lightly. I will I will go back and say what I reiterated, you know, two weeks ago, but maybe it's three weeks ago because you weren't here right before the bye. You know, the two teams. The three games that worry me the most is, okay, you got to go to Dallas on Christmas Eve, um, being on the road, on a holiday, focus and all that kind of stuff. And then you got to play the Giants twice in like a three or four week span. And people can say whatever they want to say about the New York Giants. Oh, they're just yeah, the I'm not Giants. Saying anything anymore. Um, my, my thing is, and I told you weeks ago, yeah. you know, the Giants are going to be a problem. Okay, they got a head coach that's got these guys believing that they can win. They got Saquon back 100% healthy. Daniel Jones looks like, you know, you know, a, a, at least he's beginning to look like what they thought that he would be when they drafted him. And then you got one of the best defense coordinators in Martindale in the league that's got these guys flying all, all over the place. And he's not the type of guy who will sit back and allow you to just take things apart, and he's very, very innovative from a game planning standpoint. So those are the three games. The th the three, right. Those three division games are the ones that, that worry me the most. Next question. We thought the Eagles were a little short with another pass rusher. They went out and they got one. Are they short at running back, and should they pursue a running back? And, of course, people are talking about the running back like an Ajayi type of acquisition <laughs> being Kamara. Do they need to acquire a running back of that caliber? I don't think they do. I think the running back situation is efficient the way it is. We know who the workhorse is in that backfield in Miles Sanders. Gainwell's going to get his touches, and as Seth and I have talked about time and time again, I don't know why they neglect Boston Scott. I love the quality back that Boston Scott is. I love his versatility. He's a good blocker. He's quick. He has a quick burst. He's strong. I think he's the strongest back that they have because you don't bring him down with just the initial tackle. I like how they complement each other. They complemented each other well. You know, sometimes you can overthink a situation and make it worse instead of better. Now, I know the rumor has been out there about them looking at Kareem Hunt. Of course, if you had a Kareem Hunt to this mix, that's a whole number, another ballgame. He's one of the best running backs in the National Football League. But do they really need Kareem Hunt in his offense right now? I don't think so. I think they've added enough to get to where they want to go. Well, listen, I, I agree with you wholeheartedly when you talk about Boston Scott. Um, but, you know, I think one of the things that inhibits Boston Scott is a guy like Kenneth Gainwell that was probably projected as, you know, a second or a third round pick that fell to the Eagles at five and really what they, what they want him to be. You know, when you spend that kind of draft capital, the thought is that guy is, has got to be the guy, okay? But Boston Scott, in my opinion, is just better equipped to protect and pass, and, and pass protection. Right. Um, he can do all the things that Kenneth Gainwell, you know, can do. But at the end of the day, at the end of the day, there's a lot of football left. There are 10 games left in this season. And Miles Sanders, for that point, has not spent an entire season healthy. I don't believe his entire, you know, four previous four years here. So 
you know, you, you, you can't wait, you know, and then realize, oh, we should have done something. If, you know, you want to get that insurance policy, go get the insurance policy now. And the insurance policy that I've, that I've liked for the longest was Kareem Hunt. I just felt like, and I talk, we talked about it in the, in the pregame show, Mike, I just felt like when he had his little fall from grace, they should have signed him then to a minimum deal, a five-year minimum deal, and kind of tucked him away until, you know, you could bring him back because you knew he was just too good of a player to not get back into the game. Um, he's spent a year out of the game, so his body was fresh. He's splitting time, not really even splitting time. He's only getting probably about 30% of the reps, you know, and Nick Chubb is getting the other 70%. So if you go and you get that guy that can spell, you know, and, and he's better than he's better than Boston Scott and Kenneth Gainwell wrapped up in one, and he can do yeah. all the things that they do. Well, well, you know, when you talk about trying to get another back, and especially a back like an Alvin Kamara or, or Kareem Hunt, you have to take this into consideration, too. Right now, the Eagles have two firsts, a second, and a third. They don't have another pick now until the seventh. What kind of draft capital are you willing to give up? I'm not giving up a third-round pick for Kareem Hunt, especially if you're just gonna, if you're just buying him for this season. Right. I'm not giving up a third-round pick. I'm not like giving up a second or two firsts. All in, though, D. Well, if they well, – exactly. The if they, if you're there is, now. This you're is there the moment right now. where – Yeah, but if they but believe – Are you there now? If, if like they believe – if we don't know yet. If they believe that this is their window and their run, you know, then you push the chips in. If you believe that you're a year out, then you make provisions for that. You know, yeah, and you can't believe you're out. You you have like, one. You, of, the only thing you, you might not know is if you're better than Buffalo or maybe Kansas City at this point. Look, right? with the current running tandem that they have, they're one of the top five running deep offenses in the National Football League. So it's not like they need a running back. That running back would be another luxury. You would take it over the top. They're one of the better running teams as it is with what, with what they have. Well, based upon who they play, you're, you're absolutely right. All right, quickly, uh, one, I want to squeeze one in before we get to John McMullen, who uh, obviously covered the game, was down at Lincoln Financial Field today. Um, it's a question about Kenny Pickett. Uh, do you think that Kenny Pickett has the talent to be a star quarterback in the NFL? I think that, you know, every, every young quarterback needs – you only you can protect them one or two ways, and if you really if you're a really good organization, you learn how to protect them both of these ways. You either protect them with a great running game, or if you require him to have to throw the ball, you protect him with a great offensive line as he grows. Okay, now it's going to take some mental fortitude on his behalf to continue to endure not having either one. Because it's not that Najee Harris isn't a good running back. Najee Harris has to fight for every inch that he gets. And he's not getting a whole lot of inches. So then when you can't run the football, you put it, all the pressure goes on the quarterback's shoulders. Now, can he be that guy down the road? I, I don't think nobody really knows. I you think mean, you I, like him, though. You, no, you listen, think he can make oh, the throws. Yeah. Oh, he can, he's he got some mobility. I, I like him, but the one thing that I do know about the NFL – is that um, there are no sure things. There are very, very few sure things because you can go to the combine and they can get all those metrics and they can come and they can measure your hands and do all that kind of stuff. But the one metric that they don't have a measurement for is what's in here and your level of intellect. 
and people will say, oh, you know, we could take the Wonderlick. The Wonderlick test doesn't tell you anything. I know guys who have completely flunked the Wonderlick test. You get them on the football field, and they're total football savants. You know, how'd you do in the Wonderlick? You do all right? I didn't go to the combine. Oh, okay. oh, they they totally dropped the ball on me. You kidding me? Yeah, they did. No yeah. bowl games, no no combine, no nothing. They dropped the seventeenth round. Eighteen. Oh, 18. Yeah. He said eighteen. No, the eighth I round. I said seventeenth. Se- hey, so. <laughs> So, 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 he so, so, he goes 18. You said 18th. He set you yeah. up. <laughs> I, no, I, I was just being facetious. Oh. Think about it. Okay, the year I got drafted on the Eagles, they drafted three other linebackers in front of me. Second round, third round, fifth round. Then they drafted me in the eighth round. Two years later, they were all gone, and I was starting. You think they dropped the damn ball? Yeah, they dropped the damn okay. ball on you. You might be the biggest example dropping the damn ball. <laughs> all right, let's uh, let's bring in the man who covered the game for uh, obviously for Jacob uh, uh, Sports, and he we, he joins us every week, and he's live uh, from uh, Lincoln Financial Field. And let's bring him in, John McMullen. Now, John, listen, it's the, it's the same exact script. They dominate yeah. the team. They they get up early. They kind of like, you know, allow some yardage. And when they need a play to put it away, bang, they get to play. I, I don't know what else to say anymore, this team. But they're yeah, I know. Out, it's, and they, they it's, getting boring. it's getting boring. <laughs> this team's really, really good. And it's getting tough to come up with stuff to complain about. So I got to default to set there. I can't complain about much with this team at this point. They, they – you know, Jalen Hurts, A.J. Brown, A.J. Brown comes up to the podium after the game. First thing he talks about is the plays he didn't make because he had a big drop. He got caught from behind. Uh, he's the best receiver this team has had in a really, really long time. Uh, he dominates Jalen Hurts. You know, there were some people who complained that Jalen Hurts wasn't throwing passing touchdowns. Well, now, now you got the passing touchdown. So I guess some people say – Hey, where's the running game? Where's the running aspect to it? Look, this team is just tough to deal with right now. And the the one thing we can probably all agree on, special teams continues every week. Another fake punt. Um, other than that, I mean, look, I said on the pregame show, this game was one where I didn't even consider Pittsburgh winning. Uh, that's how much of a difference I saw between these two teams, and that's how it shook out. They dominated this football game. Hey, hey John, I don't even care about the X's and O's right now, or, you know, because it's the same theme over and over. Here's what, because I don't think you, you didn't have a chance to hear this. Our diamond debate was Jason Kelsey wearing the Batman mask on the sideline. Mike missing it. Yeah, see, you you knew I was going to bring, gonna bring up. that up with the second yeah, question. Yes, because you know what, we can talk, we got plenty of time to talk football. <laughs> Mike, Mike's, Mike's take on it is it was disrespectful to Mike Tomlin and the Steelers organization. My take on it was, you know what? He did it on the sideline. He wasn't out in the middle of the field doing it. It's Halloween weekend, as Seth said. Did you Number two questions in one. Did you have a problem with Kelsey wearing the mask on the sideline, especially when all the starters were pulled out of the game? And number two, no. was there any scuttlebutt afterwards in terms of did, did, did Kelsey say anything about it? Because we we thought Stoutland told him to take it off. What's your take on this? Uh, I thought Lane Johnson showing up as Kelsey was the bigger deal. I thought that was tremendous. I don't know if you saw Lane before the game. No. But he showed up in costume as Jason Kelsey. So he had the Ocean Drive t-shirt. 
He had the hair, he had the wig on. So that to me was tremendous. I don't know, this whole Batman thing, you, you, you know, AJ uh, Devante twice Watkins came out as one pregame when they were introducing the offense. Look, I would say the teams who get blown out in any venue, uh, whether it's the NFL, baseball, football, basketball, whatever you want to go to, if you want to stop the celebration, don't get blown out. There you that, go. That, 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 I, I, I don't have a problem with it. Hey, John, um, by the way, um, I resemble that comment. Um, <laughs> I, I resemble that comment about complaint. Um, okay, so let's go back. You know, the year that the Eagles won the Super Bowl, it was the underdog theme, and you could wear the mask, and no one complained about the underdog mask. What the hell is Mike, Mike, Mike Miss complaining about this damn Batman mask for? Yeah, Please tell you. me. I don't know. But you know what I hate about the underdog, underdog thing? It was boldly. We all knew they were a good team. They only were underdogs because Carson Wentz got hurt. If Carson Wentz doesn't get hurt, people like that. There's a lot of revisionist history. The Eagles are significant favorites over Atlanta in the playoffs significant favorites over Minnesota in the championship game. And then, yeah, they're probably underdogs against New England in the Super Bowl. But everybody knew they had a really good team. And guess what? The Eagles thought their season was over when Carson Wentz went down in Los Angeles. It was like a week in the Novacare complex the day, uh, the day after that injury. So that whole underdog thing was a bunch of you-know-what. But I, I said this to Doug Peterson. I, it, you know, if it works, use it. I mean, it works, well, and, and they listen, bought and, into and, and it. You're, you're, you're put, going right into my point. If it works to bond a team, use it. This was this. Have, and I don't want to make yeah. a big deal. This this was just a little side debate we had, and all of a sudden, <laughs> this is the state of the Eagles. They're so good. We're talking about the friggin' Batman yeah, mask we're talking for, exactly, con, for content. Exactly. Really, uh, what, what, what yeah. I'm saying here is, in a game like that where you've blown that team out, you already got your second team on, and I see Tomlin across. It's Thompson, Tomlin's been dealt a, a bad hand right now. They're in a yeah. rebuilding oh, yeah. mode, and, and so I don't know if, if wearing a mask at that particular point, and I'm not anti-fun. I'm, I just made a comment that You're I, no think, I think Stoutland looked at it, said something to him, he took it off. I think Stoutland had the same view that I had of it. John, he's well, the picture. Yeah. You know, he, he's he's the picture of political correctness. That's what that is. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Stout probably <laughs> told him to take it off. I believe that. I mean, Stout certainly is a no nonsense guy, so he doesn't want to deal with any of that. But um, yeah, I don't have a problem. We all know Jason Kelsey. I mean, he might. I I think they might give him this city when he retires. I mean, he he is the most popular uh, person in this city right now. He's all fillied up after the game at the locker room. By the way, if you want to talk about ancillary stuff, can we stop the pandering? I say this all the time. Stop the pandering. With, with everybody, Nick Sirianni's got to say, go Phillies and this and that. No, you don't. Just worry about your own team. They, they're fine. They're in the World Series. Everybody's got to pander. That's my advice. Hey, hey, John, all right, let, let's get back to something more pressing. Second question, if you D-Gun, went. you go with the mask. <laughs> exactly. All right, now let's talk some football oh, here. I got it. Your thoughts on the way uh, Jalen Hurst was dropping dimes today. Um, I mean, he threw three beautiful beautiful balls. Obviously, the first touchdown, Minka Fitzpatrick misplayed that one. But the other two touchdowns were a thing of beauty, and we keep becoming more and more impressed with Jalen Hurts each and every week in terms of delivery and accuracy. 
Yeah, I mean, he, the two of the three touchdowns, the first touchdown, I actually didn't think it was a good throw. He threw it in double coverage, and Micah Fitzpatrick was right there, did a terrible right. job right. going for that football. That was sort of an A.J. Brown, I'm just getting this football-type touchdown. The other two were just dropped in the bucket. They were perfect uh, throws to A.J., AJ put up the late hand, so to speak, that Randy Moss, which is famous for um, just great plays. And it was interesting. First couple of throws, I said, oh, Jalen doesn't look accurate today. And then all of a sudden he heats up. He's got this ability to, you know, forget the last play. It's a cliche in sports. If you strike out, you miss a shot in, in, in the NBA, you know, forget about it, move forward. Jalen Hurts has got that ability. So he might have a bad couple passes. He might have a bad quarter. But he's going to keep coming after you. And, yeah, I mean, he's second in the MVP race right now in most of the betting markets behind Josh Allen. People say, how could he be there where when he doesn't throw passing touchdowns? Well, here's your game. Eagles seem to do it a different way every week. Today it was the passing game. Four touchdowns of over 27 yards. Mm-hmm. I mean, those are deep shots. Um, tremendous, tremendous passing game by Jalen Hurts. John, I'm going to stay right here because, um, you know, I think for the first time this year, the Eagles actually threw the football more than they actually ran the football. What does that say about the evolution of not only Jalen Hurts but the evolution of this offense that you can get to a point where no one thought we could ever be? Last year we had to most certainly throw, run the ball a hell of a lot more than we actually threw it. This year I said all along that the Eagles are going to have to get Jalen Hurts to throw the ball on average 30 to 35 times a game in order for them to find out whether he can be the guy. I think he's answered those questions at this point in time. But for today, 30 passes, 20 runs. Um, Hertz only took off and ran twice. Um, yeah. What does this say about the evolution of this offense that they can move to that point where they can become a more pass-dominant team than they are a run-dominant team? Yeah, I think, I think it's about, and this is what I like about the coaching staff, Seth, um, and they've proven this as well. They go into each game and they look at the opponent and say, all right, they can't do this. And that's the beauty of this Eagles offense. If they got to run it, they run it. If they got to throw it, they throw it. Today they saw a Pittsburgh team that's really struggling on the back end, and they said, we could take advantage of this. They wanted to get Dallas Goddard involved early. Dallas had a heck of a game, by the way. He was always open. And when he wasn't open, the Steelers were paying so much he was the guy they were paying attention to when Zach Pascoe got wide open for that touchdown. Um, they were trying to get Devontae Smith involved. Uh, didn't work as well, but obviously A.J. had the huge game. Um, you know, if they loaded, uh, 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 um, if, if they rushed three and they dropped eight in coverage and said, you know what, you guys are gashing us too much, they would have ran the ball. And they started to run the ball in the second half. They only had 23 yards rushing, something like that, in the first half. And then all of a sudden you see Miles Sanders getting some big holes in the second half. That's the beauty of this offense, and it morphs from from week to week. And that's 
that's a big deal. Uh, so listen, we're looking ahead because it's the only weekend do at this point, and it certainly looks like there's a clear path to ten and zero, which is like amazing. Um, t- tell me what you see looking to to the McMullen Crystal Ball as they they play the the opponents that they're going to be playing in the next three weeks, and then after that it gets a little tougher. But is ten and zero inevitable here? Yeah, I'm just looking at something real quick. Sorry, Mike. Uh, Jordan Davis has a high ankle strain, so it looks like he's going to be out for a little bit. That's generally a four-week injury, so um, that could be a concern. Obviously, you're on a short week. You don't expect him back. But as far as this team as a whole, yeah, I mean, they don't like to look ahead. They constantly talk about winning the day, never mind the week. But, yeah, if you look at the schedule and you see Houston – and you see Washington, and you see Indianapolis, and Taylor Heineke starting, although Washington might be better with Taylor Heineke, to be honest. Uh, Sam Ellinger, it's tough to not say, all right, 10-0 is going to look pretty good, and that's, that's the kind of team this is. Now, the one thing, and we just talked about it, that can change anybody's year is injuries. And that's a big one. Now, there's bigger ones you could suffer, but at some point, you're going to have some adversity, and maybe this is some adversity because the Eagles don't have a backup for Jordan Davis. So all of a sudden, these five, I shouldn't say they they have a backup. They don't have a good backup for Jordan Davis. So all these 5-1 and 5-2 fronts they like to run are not going to be as effective without Jordan Davis. Any update on that? Yeah. Yeah, four to, six, four to six weeks is usually a high ankle screening. So uh, um, that's that's kind of what you're going to be talking about. Um, now, and he'll have an MRI tomorrow to confirm it, but Eagles are thinking high ankle screen. Hey, John, can you, can you pinpoint why Boston Scott is the forgotten entity in, in this offense? Um, whenever he gets in there, he produces. Um, he has a burst. He's a tough between-the-tackle runner. I think he's the best blocking back they have. But yet, for some reason, he he can't get any notoriety or recognition in this offense. I mean, what do you think it is? I mean, obviously, they have a commitment to gain well. But, but Boston Scott, I think, is a proven commodity and proves that he's a sure-handed, tough, hard-nosed back and should be given more of a look. Yeah, I, I, I think it's about, um, if you look at Nick's history, really even before he came to Philadelphia um, as a coordinator, um, he was in offenses that used two backs in sort of a rotation, and he prefers that mode. So when Miles is, is the lead back, and Kenny's the third down back and the, the hurry up back and the, um, that type of role, you know, Boston Scott doesn't have as big a role. If Miles got injured and he has over the past two seasons and he has an ankle sprain or something like that, wasn't, wouldn't be able to play. I think Boston Scott would take over the lead back role and you would see it. But it was interesting. I, I, I heard you guys talking about the trade deadline. Yeah, that seems to be a position where Howie thinks they need more than maybe Nick Sirianni. And I, I do think Nick Sirianni likes Boston Scott. Howie thinks they need to get a little bit better. 
and we'll see if he can pull anything out. Now, the the conversations about sending a first-round pick to New Orleans are laughable. That's not going to happen for Alvin Kamara. And they don't have those mid-round picks. Remember, they've already gotten rid of So are they going to give up a third-round pick? Yeah, they do that for Kamara. Saints wouldn't. Um, would they do it for Hunt? They'd probably feel more um, comfortable with a conditional fourth, but they don't have a fourth unless they want to convince Cleveland to wait to 2024, and that's very, very difficult to do. John, uh, great stuff. We appreciate it, and I know you saw that same graphic on TV that we did. Two quarterbacks in Eagle history have started a season 9-0, and right? You know who they are. Yeah, McNabb. Uh, by the way, Jeff, yeah, Jeff uh, set the franchise record today because dating back to last season, uh, he's won okay. ten consecutive games. So uh, nobody has ever done that in Eagles history. Now they did play the playoff game, and that should count as well. But ten consecutive regular season wins for Jalen Hurts. Nobody amazing. in Eagles history has ever done that. That's before. amazing. And we have to go back to the Dutch. See, I wanted to get the Dutchman in. Norman Brockle, 1960. <laughs> <laughs> Night Street. John, always a pleasure. Thank you so much. We appreciate it. Thank you, guys. Oh, All right, that's John McBall. Plenty to go on the show. We're going to give out game balls. We have uh, 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 Devin Caney coming back with us for the drive of the game. Um, we have Phil's tickets. We're going to tell you how to win. That's right. Stay with the show. We're going to tell you how you can actually win the hottest ticket in America right now. It is the Pine La Hockey Eagles postgame show. Missinelli, Gunner. Seth Joyner, back after this. game on go for the beers go for the cheers go for the hit and the hits go for the stakes and the stakes go to get your parlay on go to get your party on go for the scene go for the screens go for the gallery go for the win go to ocean visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit the greatest fans on earth it's a bold statement but would you expect anything less from philadelphia 58 years of heartache creates a toughness a grit a resolve not found in most sure our prayers were answered but now that we've had a taste we're looking for more pondley hockey official partner of the philadelphia eagles go passionately Go fearlessly. Go confidently. Go <clears throat> Go confidently towards your goals with First Trust, Philly's hometown bank for nearly 90 years, and the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're focused on getting you over the goal line. So go with conviction. Go with trust. Go and go forward with us by your side. First Trust Bank, 
the official bank of Philadelphia dreams. Oh, and go birds. Score and save this football season on your car insurance. Before the next game, save up to 40% on your auto insurance policy. That's right, 40% savings. Call an Audible this season and contact the Del Val Insurance Group. They're an advocate for you, not an insurance company. That means they'll get you the right coverage and save you up to 40%. Call managing partners Fran or Jim of Del Val Insurance, 215-354-0122. Or score and save at DVIGI.com. DVIGI.com. Staffing is not easy, but that's what we do every day, all day. The key to our success is storytelling, asking the right questions to find the right people. Hi, I'm Gary Kane, president of Kane Partners. We want to be your staffing partner. Welcome to Pond Lee Hockey. We've helped over 100,000 injured and disabled workers obtain benefits as well as some of the biggest settlements in the state. If you've been injured at work, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Go for the beers, go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the scene, go for the screens. Go for the gallery, go for the win, go to ocean. It's a fall car fest, and Jeff D'Ambrosio Destination Downingtown says, yes, you can. Jeff says, yes, you can choose from over 1,000 vehicles in stock with no wait. Yes, you can still get low prices, leases, and big discounts. Yes, you can still get low interest financing. And Jeff always says, yes, you can have a real deal buying experience without the hassle. When the other dealers say, no, you can't, Jeff says, yes, you can. Jeff D'Ambrosio Destination Downingtown. Nobody treats you better. Jeep Adventure Days. Philly sports fans, I'm Tom Giordano from Pondley Hockey Giordano. First and foremost, thank you for watching the Pondley Hockey Post Game Show. But right now, we're giving away tickets to the World Series. Follow Pondley Hockey on Instagram and check out our posts for your chance to win tickets to all three Phillies home games. Go Phillies and go Birds. Yes, folks. And, of course, this is the Pondley Hockey Eagles Post Game Show as the Eagles win today 35-13. to And one hey, half of the great sponsor of the Eagles post-game show, Pond Lahaki. He is here in the flesh. He is the great Jerry Lahaki. What's up, my man? How are you today? I'm, I'm fan, flying high like every other Philadelphian right now. Flying very high. It was awesome. All right, now, now Jerry, tell us how you at home, or us, or whoever's watching, can score Phillies World Series tickets. Very simply, go to Pond Lee Hockey on Instagram. Follow us on Instagram. We have a, a contest. We're giving away Phillies tickets to every home game for the World Series. Go to Pond Lee Hockey on Instagram. It's simple. Once you're there, we'll take care of you. Now, of course, Jerry, you are a monster Eagle fan, Philadelphia sports fan as well. Uh, but but it's a tough day but for I, you today listen, because you, I, you, I grew up in Pittsburgh. I know you're from Pittsburgh. So I am. Uh, so this is a tough day for you as you watch your. Your hapless Steelers get pounded by by the potent Eagles. I'm like, you better, you better, you better stash that away. We're, That's going we're, in a fire. We're, we're losing viewers by the minute here <laughs> as, as you talk. But you got to give it up. This team 
and you sponsored this post-game show, so you know that people are really excited about this team. What are you seeing now with the Philadelphia Eagles? Well, you're seeing, in my opinion, and I'm just a fan, I'm not an expert like you guys, but you're seeing a maturation of a team, uh, a team that clearly has the talent uh, to take it to the Super Bowl. And I'm impressed with, as you guys mentioned earlier, the change from a basically a running offense to a passing offense now. Uh, you're seeing the coaches mature by being able to pivot into that kind of offense. And you're seeing a quarterback, in my opinion, and, you know, John mentioned it earlier, he may be number two in the voting, but right now I think he's number one MVP voting. Uh, should I ask him? Should I yes. ask him? I'm, yes. I'm going to have, ask a, I'm gonna have yes. to ask Go him. Go ahead and ask because him. Because as a Steeler fan, I felt for your fan base being humiliated by the Eagles today. You're at an all-time low, this proud franchise. They already put their second team in with like eight-something left, and all of a sudden, Jason Kelsey's on the sidelines mocking you further with a Batman mask. How as a Steelers fan did you feel about that? That, that was hard to watch. It was, it was like watching the debate the other night. Hard to watch. Uh, what are you laughing it was at, bad. <laughs> it was really bad. Uh, but, look, these guys... They're professionals. They work very hard at what they do. They're trying to have some fun. They're they're playing to the audience behind them. It's go. a home game. I, I that's I don't care. I don't care. See, see Jerry, that's, Jerry that's, the re- I'm glad you said it because see, I lived in Wexford for ten years, so I know the mentality right. of, of Pittsburgh fans. If the shoe were on the other foot, Pittsburgh fans would have thought it was humorous. Correct? Exactly. There you but, go. It, 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 yeah, but, we don't care about that. But they, they don't have as much class as Philadelphia fans. Oh, my goodness. So, <laughs> I, mean, I think that's Slow pretty, down over there. Sam is over here shaking his head. Like, yeah, because I'm just so sick and tired of the political correctness, man. Get over right. it. You know, what you should have been concerned about was that ass whooping you was taking on the field for 60 minutes. Exactly. Not, the, look, not the Batman mask. There's no reason to make an issue out of someone wearing a mask. Um, Thank all right. you. All right, listen. See, Mike, no Jerry, quick, just quickly again, how do people qualify to get those Phillies World Series tickets? Go to Pond Lee Hockey on Instagram. Fill out the form. We are giving away tickets to every Phillies World Series game starting tomorrow night. All right, buddy. Sounds good. Glad to have you on the show. Can you sneak me in again? Lick lick your wounds. It'll be a tough night for you. Listen, I'm happy. I'm flying high. It's all good. Jerry, can you sneak me in a game? I can sneak you in a game. Absolutely. Jerry LaHockey upon LaHockey. Thanks, Jerry. We appreciate it. There you go. I knew he was a Steeler fan. And he's got to be hurting. That mask just All right, Uh, we're going to come back. This show is not done by any stretch of the imagination. Rehabilitation for years. She had to learn to walk again. She couldn't take care of herself. We couldn't afford a nurse. We were running out of options. One conversation with Pond Lee Hockey changed everything. They understood what we were going through and immediately helped us navigate the legal process. We can't thank them enough. Pond Lee Hockey, tell us your story. Action News at 11 with Rick Williams. It's the team you trust to bring it all together. The stories that impact your community. A sports roundup for the locals. And the AccuWeather forecast you depend on. Action News at 11 with Rick Williams. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit. And the hits. Go for the stakes. And the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. 
Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. It's a fall car fest, and Jeff D. Ambrosio Destination Downingtown says, yes, you can. Jeff says, yes, you can choose from over 1,000 vehicles in stock with no wait. Yes, you can still get low prices, leases, and big discounts. Yes, you can still get low interest financing. And Jeff always says, yes, you can have a real deal buying experience without the hassle. When the other dealers say, no, you can't, Jeff says, yes, you can. Jeff D. Ambrosio Destination Downingtown. Nobody treats you better. Jeep Adventure Days. Did you know taxes could be your biggest expense during retirement? Are most of your assets in tax-deferred accounts like IRAs and 401ks? Taxes are historically low today, but we're facing significant headwinds in the future. Do you have a plan? The Thrive Financial Team has more than 100 years of experience helping people across the Delaware Valley with forward-looking tax planning. Learn how to shift your money from forever tax to no or low tax accounts. Get your Thrive Retirement Tax Playbook today. Score and save this football season on your car insurance. Before the next game, save up to 40% on your auto insurance policy. That's right, 40% savings. Call an Audible this season and contact the Del Val Insurance Group. They're an advocate for you, not an insurance company. That means they'll get you the right coverage and save you up to 40%. Call managing partners Fran or Jim of Del Val Insurance, 215-354-0122. Or score and save at DVIGI.com. DVIGI.com. At Stateside Vodka. Every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. Welcome back to the Pond Lee Hockey Post Game Show. I'm Devin Caney. It is time for our Jeff D'Ambrosio Auto Group Drive of the Game. Go JeffAuto.com. Uh, guys, I feel like I always kind of pick on someone to go first. D-Gun, I think you're up for your drive of the game. Oh, don't look at me like that. What? You've been what? quiet all night. You you didn't back up either one too hard on the Batman I told, debate. I told so, you I'm politically you know. correct this week. Look, yeah, yeah. Right in the middle, always what? neutral. Switzerland. Anybody get mad Switzerland. At him. I'm already taking heat on social media. You're no fan. <laughs> You're a loser. You're <laughs> you know what? I will say though. He doesn't want that. Listen to want the that show. Smoke. I welcome smoke. I get it every week. Do you think I care? 
Well, that, okay, then let's hear your drive of the game. I hope it's a spicy one. All right, drive of the game has to be Steelers went down the field, scored a touchdown with a great uh, – wait, 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 I'm not done. He was ready. Wait, we were ready wait, for that I'm one. ready. <laughs> um, tied the game to seven. Claypool with a left-handed touchdown. Eagles come right back down the field. 11 plays, 79 yards. They used up over four minutes on the clock. I loved how they mixed up the play calling. And, of course, A.J. Brown catches an incredible touchdown pass. Once the Eagles went up 14-7, it was academic from there. That is my drive of the game. So what do you say about that? that? I say you were very prepared for that. Thank you. Did not hesitate a moment on that one. So yeah, well, well I, done, uh, Mike. I actually would, would agree with uh, Derek. Oh, you would. Help. But since he, he took that one, I'm going to go with the touchdown they made it 21-7 because it was like a sudden. Uh, and, and they started out at their 40. I know that's pretty good field position. Three plays there in the end zone and chunk yard. 17 to Goddard, who was an under-featured, uh, as far as we're talking about him. He had a really solid game. And then uh, um, Devontae Smith for 14. And then the big uh, uh, pass to A.J. Brown uh, for 20 yards in the touchdown. And they get the exploit. So I'll go with the three-play drive. Very uh, tidy three-play drive, but they, it, it kind of bounced the Steelers off the turf at 21-7. to Yeah, that, that was a tidy drive. Good word to describe that one. Clean. Tidy? It clean, if you will. Synonym. Clean. Fast. I don't exactly. know. Exactly. Not messy. Sad. No, given, <laughs> given the fact that this team hasn't scored a lot of points in the second half, I think I'm going to jump over to the second half. I believe it was the sixth, their sixth possession. They went five plays. Um, 75 yards, and it finished with a 34-yard touchdown to Zach Pascal, who has been just, you know, hasn't we haven't seen a whole lot out of him this this year at all, except for in running, you know, running situations out of bubble screens, but and, and on special teams, he's I think he had a special teams tackle today, um, but I like that one because you know that's the first touchdown they've scored in the second half in quite some time it tells me that they've done some things they keep broken some things to allow them to open up their offense they scored seven in the first quarter 14 in the second quarter as usual had that second quarter outburst and then they scored seven in the seven in the third and seven in the fourth and that drive featured two runs by miles sanders yes mm-hmm. he had a 21 yard gain and a 10 yard gain yep. yeah uh, you know, from the Steelers side of things, what my uh, favorite drive definitely wasn't was when they had 100 yards to go, essentially, and Deegan, you turned to me, you were like, do you think that they can get it down the field? And I was like, yeah, with the way that Eagles defense has been playing this third quarter, yes, they absolutely could. And they almost did. I mean, they got closer than I wanted them to. <laughs> if it wasn't for the fact they got the strip sack. Yeah. I, I'm sitting there going, I was saying it in jest. I mean, they're at the 1, they're at the 20, they're at midfield. I'm thinking... This is not funny. If they what quarter were we in? That was the third, third quarter? That okay. was the third quarter, yeah. yeah. Okay, so you know what happens in the third quarter game. No, exactly. When, when yeah. we're up by yeah. double digits. Yeah. Eagles go what to sleep. <laughs> but that's, that's sleep. why it was almost comical. Like, I think yes. no, one, no one thought that they were going to win and come back, but it was like, are the Eagles really going to do this again? You're really going to let this Steelers team drive 100 yards, essentially, down the field? Uh, and, yeah, thank God for that strip sack. Um, yeah, you can pick any drive today, really. I mean, they were all like, okay, chunk yards, boom, just scoring, they're ahead, the other team creeps a little, they're three plays, boom, they're in the end zone again. I mean, it's just amazing right now. And even more importantly, my drive was the first drive of the second half. Are you saying so, your drive was the best? Absolutely. 
<laughs> I didn't know that's not self-serving. So I don't know what is. He's so territorial that way, isn't he? He just like has to, has to grab his turf. <laughs> she said it, not me. I just <laughs> agreed with her. It was just the way you said it, like what my drive was. You, you reiterated that it was a very important drive. <laughs> And I yes, selected Seth, it. It was a very good drive. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> there are many, many good drives uh, to choose from. There's also many people to choose from when it comes to game balls, and we will be giving those away coming up after this next break. So stick around because the Pond the Hockey Post Game Show is coming up after this. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. Do you stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Android TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. The big story on action. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. Philadelphia fans were cut from a different cloth. Born into a brotherhood and bonded to our team for life. We believe anything is possible because we've witnessed the impossible. While we may be from different neighborhoods, come Sunday, we are one and we will be heard. Pondley Hockey, official partner of the Philadelphia Eagles. Save at Southeastern PA in Delaware with Colony Pools this football season. And let the experts close your pool with a custom Merlin safety cover in green for the birds. And if you join our winter watch team, we'll give you another 20% off and Colony Pools will handle it all. Keep your tiles on your pool, not in your pool. Fly with Colony right now, birds fans. Visit flywithcolony.com. Go passionately. Go fearlessly. Go confidently. Go birds! <clears throat> Go confidently towards your goals with First Trust, Philly's hometown bank for nearly 90 years, and the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're focused on getting you over the goal line. So go with conviction. Go with trust. Go birds! And go forward with us by your side. First Trust Bank, the official bank of Philadelphia dreams. Oh, and go birds. Since 1977 at Rafferty Subaru, we have always been about our customers and the community. Early on, a safe and durable option, we've evolved to become the best overall brand according to Kelly Blue Book. Over the last 14 years, we've donated thousands of dollars through the Subaru Share the Love event and found homes for hundreds of pets. The Rafferty family is proud of our 45 years in business. This month, celebrate our anniversary with special financing on select models. Visit us and see why. Hi everybody, my name is Jason Lombardi. I'm an inspector at DryTech. At DryTech we offer three major services. The first one being basement waterproofing. 
The second service we offer is foundation and structural repairs. And then the third service that we offer is mold remediation. If you feel you are having a waterproofing issue, give DryTech a call or check us out online. Welcome back to the Pond Liaki Post Game Show. I'm Devin Caney. It is time to give away some game balls presented by Colony Pools. Flywithcolony.com. Uh, Seth Joyner, who are you giving your game ball to today? Well, I know A.J. Brown had a big day. The offense, well, the defense had another big day. But I'm going with Jalen Hurts. I like what Jalen Hurts has been doing. He was 20 for 30 in passing today, 290 yards. If he doesn't take those four, those three sacks, which ate up 18 yards. He would have been over 300 yards passing for the day. 10.3 yards per pass attempt and a rating of 140.6. My game ball goes to one Jalen Hurts, QB1. I love it. He did throw some dimes today. Derek Gunn, what about you? I'm going to give it to A.J. Brown. Six catches, a buck 56. That man averaged over 26 yards a catch. Um, his catch radius is incredible. His ability to snag balls. Um, incredible, has one of the strongest hand grips in the National Football League. For me, it's a slam dunk as A.J. Brown. Yeah, I, I usually try to, you know, when everybody goes to the most popular, I try to find somebody who's deserving, who's never going to get a game ball, but I can't, I can't do it today. A.J. Brown just beasted them today. And I, I know Jalen Hurts had to throw the ball, so I can't uh, disagree with Seth either. But, but A.J. Brown, you know, I mean, he just killed it today, uh, averaging 26 yards a catch on six catches uh, and, and just beat cornerback silly today. So I'm going A.J. Brown. You don't want to give it to Jason Kelsey? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I'll, give it, I'll give it to the mask. The mask okay. I, want, I wanted to give it to Pascal. I mean, he doesn't yeah. get much love in the no, offense. He gets a touchdown. I, I, ahead, I, I wanted can't. to give it to Jack Kroll, but he didn't do anything today. Well, but at least Pascal so, scored a touchdown. I mean, he didn't give many touches. No, in the you're game. right. You know. Pascal would have been a good choice. Yes, but I couldn't. You can't overlook I, A.J. Yeah, Brown's I performance. Either. I can't. Yeah. Yeah. No, A.J. Brown and Jalen Hurts both very, very deserving. Um, am I allowed to take a game ball? I don't. I know I don't have a game ball in front of me, but am I allowed to take one away from a media member? Uh, absolutely. Because I would like to take it away from um, our coworker John McMullen for calling out pandering. Let them pander if they want. Okay, the Phillies are in the World Series. Let Nick Sirianni wear his Philly shirts and talk about the Phillies and be a fan. Let him live their life. Okay, John McMullen. Should we mix in a little Phillies talk here? I mean, I think, what, we, I think sure. we need to mix in a little Phillies talk. I know, how but, we feeling? But, it's amazing how the Phillies have taken over mm -hmm. from a team that's undefeated, but they kind of have. Now maybe you know the Eagles will get back if, if this World Series is going to end soon. 
Uh, but uh, I, I'm, they're 1-1 now. I want to get you guys' feel on it. Um, what do you like? Three games now coming at home. Do, does it go back to Houston? I'll let you guys go first. Can I have some I have some def- definitive comments about that? I feel okay about it. I like I, I don't want to say I'm okay about a loss. Like last night sucked, but I think they're so strong at home, and that crowd is going to be insane. Um, it definitely is a strong home field advantage when it comes to the Phillies in playoff games, especially the World Series. Um, I'll be there tomorrow, screaming my head off. So. I'll try to get them. How are you getting all these tickets? Yeah. I always see you on, on camera, <laughs> on, on Twitter and stuff, and you're in the Phillies. I'm like, where is she getting all these tickets game. from? <laughs> she gets tickets. How are you getting these tickets? I don't know. And she doesn't <laughs> share with us. What's up with that? I, I don't know what's up I, with that. Yeah, I don't know. I'm the unofficial mayor Seth, of Seth, what are you feeling? <laughs> I guess. Listen, I, I like what this team is doing. You know, it's shown the ability to come back when they need to come back in game one down five to nothing and figure out a way to win it six to one. Um, the bats were a little cold last night and Wheeler was off his game. Um, my biggest concern will be game four when they go to the bullpen rotation. And because when you go to a bullpen rotation like that, each and every guy that you plug in along the way, he's got to be on his game. All it takes for one of those guys in the rotation to be off that night and the game can be over. Um, but, of course, I'm rooting for the home team. Um, they've got something magical going on. And I think when you can go down to Houston and get a split and come home and you got three games in a row at home, um, you know, you're sitting pretty darn good. Um, and I feel good about where they are. Um, I feel good about the confidence of the team. Um, and I think they'll bounce back from a loss and go up 2-1, to one and we'll see how they can close it out and if they can close it out here in Philly. By Wednesday, how awesome would that be? Oh my gosh, that would be insane! Literally, I, 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 I have a little bit of agita, mm. and it's because of Game Three and Game Four. There you go. Because Houston Astros are deep in their starting rotation. They're going to start Lance McCullers yep. in Game Three, who's solid, and Christian Vasquez in Game Four, solid. The Phillies are going to have to counter with Noah Syndergaard in a bullpen in Game Three, and then hope. Uh, that uh, Ranger Suarez gives them at least six innings in game four. And the other thing that's complicating this whole thing is that the Phillies' two aces, which are supposed to be like we, we said they're, they're, they're dead wins there, haven't, have not delivered here so far in the World Series. And so we're going to have to uh, uh, you know, wait for a comeback from those guys to pitch the way we thought they would pitch. So um, I'm a little nervous. I'm not saying that Houston's going to win the series. I just have a little uh, agita, as we say. I think it's eye-opening that both um – you know, a Wheeler and a Nola get roughed up in those first two games. Luckily, we're split. I don't think we, we, we realize enough that if if the right fielder misses that ball, the Phillies are coming home down 0-2. If Castellanos doesn't make that catch in game one, mm. it's 0-2 Houston coming back here. Mm. I don't like the fact that Syndergaard's pitching in game number three. Houston's pitching staff, their number, two, number three and number four pitchers, would be starters of most teams anywhere else in the major leagues. They're just that deep. Then you've got that guy Presley closing it out on the end. Mm. You look at what they did against St. Louis. You look at what they did against Atlanta and San Diego. Houston's a different beast. You know, their lineup is equal to the Phillies top to bottom in terms of the bottom part of the lineup being as, as productive and in most cases more productive than the top of the lineup. Unfortunately, Altuve may have found his stroke. He had been a no-show the entire playoffs. He gets two hits in this game yesterday. I like the fact that the Phillies have the next three at home. I do think it's going back to Houston, though. 
I don't like when people say if he wouldn't if he if he doesn't catch that ball. Well, I said it, and I'm putting in a big if. <laughs> you want to listen? If, if he didn't make that catch, we're there oh two. Yeah, Thank I came. Goodness he made that catch. I came home one day and told my grandmother, you know, if, if I would have made that catch, grandma, we'd have won the game. She, you know, what she told me. What's that? She said, son, if a frog's ass was glass, it'd be broke. There you go. It's true. <laughs> It's, it's true. <laughs> but I'm just saying, it just goes to show you, Castellano has made two incredible catches in the playoffs. Yeah, but that, yeah, come on. Yeah, but then did you see them last catch. night? That's why they went so and got him. It wasn't outs, just for so. his well, well, Houston, go the other Houston way. tried to give them the game back yesterday. First baseman boots no, the ground ball. No, I'm saying ball, so it can go the other way. Oh, if they played better last night. We're in full baseball mode right now. You brought it up. You should have brought it up. Because the Eagles are making it so easy. Hey, listen, you brought it up. Mike, you have to be in full baseball mode at some point in this show because guess what? The Phillies are in the darn Super Bowl in, in, in the World Series. Are. are you kidding me? Three wins away. Come they on, are. man. Oh, you're Absolutely. right. You're Come right. on. The, it, potential, it, the potential for two for two parades in, in one, one year. Season. One season. In four yes. months. Are you kidding me? We better be talking yeah, about I it. I wish that Philadelphia is the city of winners. Right? <laughs> we win too much here. Yeah. <laughs> Boring, really. See, yes. see, you see that, that therein lies the problem with Philadelphia. When we're not winning, people complain. When we're in position to win something, they still complain. No, no, nobody's complaining about the Phillies. I just said I had a little agita. Well, no, no, but that's what I'm saying. After last night, people are acting like the Phillies are like blowing this whole thing and getting swept. I'm okay no. coming back one-one. Right. Like, I'm okay. okay. Oh, listen, exactly. It could have been that exactly. chicken satay, except. Yes. <laughs> Listen, the, the Phillies weren't going to sweep this this baseball team, okay? That wasn't going to be the case. Best case scenario, we could have loved for the Phillies to go back, go down there and get two. But the fact that they split and they at least come back with one, now they've stolen, they've stolen home field advantage. Let's see what they do. Let's revel in the moment instead of worrying about the fact that they lost the game. They weren't supposed to win the first game anyway. Yep. I still don't like Syndergaard on the mound tomorrow. Hey, listen, no, I don't either. I got you. Uh, and, all right, so in the meantime, the Eagles win 35-13. They're 7-0. They're going to be 10-0. We'll be back uh, Thursday night to tell you about uh, their victory over the Houston Texans. And everybody have a great rest of the night. Store up your energy for the Phillies Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. We'll Woo. see you Thursday night on the Pond La Hockey Eagles postgame show. Right Sell here, those tickets. live from Ocean Casino. <laughs> and I got to put my Batman mask on and get out of here. <laughs> I'm Mike Bissonelli. That's Derek Gunn, Seth Joyner, Devin Caney. We'll catch you on Thursday night right here on the Jacob Media Television YouTube Network. Philly sports fans, I'm Tom Giordano from Pond La Hockey Giordano. First and foremost, thank you for watching the Pondley Hockey Post Game Show. But right now, we're giving away tickets to the World Series. Follow Pondley Hockey on Instagram and check out our posts for your chance to win tickets to all three Phillies home games. Go Phillies and go Birds. At Pondley Hockey, we've recovered billions of dollars for our clients, and we're confident we can do the same for you. With over 250 years of combined courtroom experience, We've helped over 100,000 injured clients obtain some of the largest settlements in Pennsylvania. One conversation is all it takes to help you and your family get back on track. If you've been injured in an accident, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Jim Gardner is an icon. A Philadelphia treasure. He's a mentor, a pace setter. Jim is my North Star. He's trusted, revered, appreciated. 
He is Action News. He's compassionate, honest, and fair. He is extremely dedicated, motivated, and always seeking the truth. He's also funny. We are a team of many. Jim Gardner is our leader, and we're lucky to have him. Go passionately, go fearlessly, go confidently. Go first! <clears throat> go confidently towards your goals with First Trust, Philly's hometown bank for nearly 90 years and the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're focused on getting you over the goal line. So go with conviction, go with trust. Go first! And go forward with us by your side. First Trust Bank, the official bank of Philadelphia dreams. Oh, and go birds. We all know that taxes are just part of life. It's true during our working years, but also in retirement. But what you might not know is up to 85% of your Social Security benefits might be taxed. Our team at Thrive Financial has helped retire thousands of people across the Delaware Valley by asking questions they never knew they needed to ask, including how their Social Security benefits might be taxed. It's time to be proactive on taxes. Get your Thrive Retirement Tax Playbook today. Celebrating the life of your loved one is what we do at Life Celebrations by Givenish. When the matriarch of the Dalloway family died suddenly at 82 years old, Life Celebrations by Givenish stepped in. They will make this the easiest thing that you, it's, it's, I know it's not easy, but it, they will make this as easy as possible. Life Celebrations by Givenish, customizing services as unique as the individual. I, I just know that my dad, who is in charge of everything, was it was not in charge of anything at that point when, when my mom passed. And uh, uh, again, just another uh, shout out to this place for, for making it easy. Turning tragedy into a celebration of life, no matter how hard, is what we do at Life Celebrations by Givenish. Life Celebrations by Givenish, customizing services as unique as the individual. Since 1977 at Rafferty Subaru, we have always been about our customers and the community. Early on, a safe and durable option, we've evolved to become the best overall brand according to Kelly Blue Book. Over the last 14 years, we've donated thousands of dollars through the Subaru Share the Love event and found homes for hundreds of pets. The Rafferty family is proud of our 45 years in business. This month, celebrate our anniversary with special financing on select models. Visit us and see why.
Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Save big money when you start your next project today at Menards. Convert your current recessed lighting with energy-saving LED downlights from Fight Electric. They're bright and install easily in just minutes. They also go from regular lighting to nightlight mode with just a simple flip of a switch. Save big on all Fight Lighting products now at Menards. Shop our lighting options today in-store and on Menards.com. Save big. 